Alpha, you know what I need. Teenagers with attitude. That's correct, Alpha. Teenagers with Everybody, welcome to Teenagers with Attitude, the podcast where we're gearing up to say goodbye to the single best, objectively number one Mighty Morphin Power Ranger, Kimberly. Mm-hmm. It's it's a sad day, but to commemorate it, we're gonna try and have a really good time with some friends of ours. I'm Mike. Uh, joining me uh, is our only other regular member for right now. It's uh, Joel. Hi. Yeah. Hello. Um, everyone else apparently is like boycotting because Kimberly's going away? I don't know. <laughs> they're, they're too sad to continue. Nobody actually said why they couldn't make it, so I think we get to just choose. Grief-stricken mm-hmm. seems good of, good enough a reason, I suppose. Yeah. Although that's also that's also maybe too charitable. We could just yeah. go around claiming that everybody else got diarrhea real bad. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> uh, but also joining us... Uh, couple folks we haven't had in a while. Let's welcome Greg. Hey, everybody. Let's welcome Cam. Howdy, folks. And surprisingly on the show for the first time, I can't believe it took us this long, it's Chelsea. Hi. Hey. So, Chelsea, uh, since this is your first time, I'm, let's just get it out of the way now. What is your history with the Power Rangers? I don't know if it's going to be disappointingly short, but... <laughs> My my history is, I I watched it as a kid. I probably had some toys. I don't remember much. Mm. <laughs> I mean, that's that's pretty standard. So, yeah. So like, how how much of the show did you see growing up? Like, how far did you get? I feel like I might have. I don't know when Time Force was, but I feel like that was the last time I I saw a Power Ranger. Mm. Wow, I mean that's a lot farther than a lot of folks uh, mm-hmm. here have gotten. So I would say it's me. a few seasons after this. Yeah, I, I feel like I remember the beginning of like the show with like some kind of mechanical owl as the Zordon. Huh. I feel like that was that's correct. Maybe it's not. Yeah, I think. Are, that's are you sure you weren't watching like Clash I was of the Titans? Just gonna ask that. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. I, I don't think so. I think it was Power Rangers, but I, I remember not remembering a lot of that. 
maybe I thought, okay, we're we've gone too far off the original. We're, I'm good now. I've had enough of Power Rangers. Hmm. Okay, that's kind of weird because, uh, as I understand it, Time Force is considered one of the better ones. But I mean, at some point, like you're gonna grow out of. Yeah. Power Rangers. Uh, yeah. And you end up only watching it if you're doing something like this. I, I remember as a kid, my metric was never how good of a show is this, and it was always more how much is this like the things I like. So even if they so they could put out the best season of the show ever, but if it was a complete departure from the Power Rangers I knew, hell no, I wasn't gonna watch that. Yeah, I need I need to watch garbage. Well, that's why <laughs> that's why I dropped garbage. off. That's why I dropped off during the um, Lost Galaxy series because it was just like there's no Zordon shit at all, and like nobody, I, none of the characters I knew were around. I probably wasn't yeah. watching. I probably wasn't watching it as regularly at that by that time anyway. See, if I was wanting okay. to watch hot, hot garbage, I would have just watched Beetleborgs. Time Force was probably the point where I was like, you know what, I'm not going to try to keep watching this anymore. Now, I, having recently, well, semi-recently, this was months ago, watched the first two episodes of Beetleborgs for the bonus episodes, I have seriously warmed up on I Big Bad Beetleborgs. I remember liking Beetleborgs a lot <laughs> as a small child. Uh, but that doesn't mean a whole lot. <laughs> it, it is, at the very least, leaps and bounds over the first two seasons That's of fair. Power Rangers. I, I will say that. However, can say that, that young Cameron must have had reasonably decent taste because I know exactly when I stopped watching Power Rangers. It was immediately <laughs> after watching the Power Rangers Turbo movie. That did it. I was well, like, well, there you go. done with this now. <laughs> well, uh, I guess we may as well move on to Cam, but first, real quick, Chelsea, is there anything else you want to add? No, that's it. Okay. All right, Cam, uh, anything Power Rangers related happening with you since the last time we had you on? Uh, well, I've been listening to this podcast. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, that's, uh, that's, yeah, I can't imagine why. Uh, no, Teenagers with Attitude is my sole Power Rangers related anything. I don't even watch the show. Like, I'm one of those crazy people. I just listen to the podcast. Hey, that that's fine. You know, it it is totally okay to to to, to listen to someone uh, discuss or watch someone discuss bad media, so you don't have to engage with it yourself. Like that's totally mm -hmm. fine. Mm -hmm. There is there is the fear that like you can't necessarily assume that what those people are saying is gospel. You know, you can't turn around and start talking about the thing like you've seen it. No, no, that's okay. True. I've seen um, some people I want to clarify: but... everything we say on this show is gospel, and uh, you should both internalize it and spread it as far as possible. That's fair. Well, it is gospel for the Church of Zordon, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. I'm talking about like it, like, but uh, yeah, it's. I was expecting it's to hear still... a sim when or a hymn when you said that. We, we can usually get edited yeah. in post. Put it in post. <laughs> <laughs> We'll, we'll we'll see if Eric does that. All right. So, uh, anything else for you? For yeah, you I was gonna look up some sort of really boring history anecdote to stay on brand here, but uh, nope, I got nothing. Okie dokie. Uh, Greg, how about you, man? How we haven't had you on in a good while. It feels like. Yeah, it's been a little bit. Um, as far as Power Ranger stuff, I mean, I got followed by Paul Schreier on Twitter, so I suppose that's sort of Power Rangers related. Yeah, I think that yeah. counts. Yeah, um, there's that. I mean, blessed by the Schreier himself. Yes. <laughs> um, aside from that, I mean, been watching Hyperforce on Twitch, which has been really good. And yeah, it's, aside from that, just listening to you guys. All right, cool. Well, 
Uh, folks, um, do I, you feel like we... Oh, go ahead. I, ju- I just want to let everyone know that while Greg was talking, I went and got a Capri Sun. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> nice. So you guys Fantastic. know where I'm at with this yeah. recording. Have you ever frozen one of those? No, I have not. They're really good frozen, strangely. I mean, you have to spend like 15 minutes chipping away with a spoon, but it's totally worth it. That's a revolutionary idea. Couldn't you just pull it, peel it, and then it's like a popsicle? That's true. Wouldn't I always, it, stuck, the it, bag I always pop? stuck it in a mug and then like chipped it out like it was a, uh, uh, I don't know, slushy that you had to make yourself. <laughs> Do you cut the packet and like pour it into a separate container or something first? Because I, I would, wor- I'm worried the bag would burst if you just froze the it. The bag absolutely doesn't. There's space in there. But if it's split, yeah, for yeah, for one, there is air in there. But for two, if it splits, it's not a big deal because it's frozen. Yeah, like it's it's fine. I always just froze it in the pouch, but you could totally pour it in this like a popsicle thing or whatever. But anyway, anyway, okay. give it a shot. A Pacific Cooler, <laughs> revolutionary new ideas. <laughs> yeah. this uh, week. Pacific Cooler mixed fruit flavored juice drink blend. Fantastic. There's mm-hmm. a lot of words in there that do not mean um like Anything? actual beverage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the word juice is specifically missing. Yeah. Well, no, no, no so it says juice had, drink it, blend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so there's some yeah, juice, juice in there. there. Right. They don't it's say how there? much. Uh, yeah. Um, so it, did, did did you get that just because you like Capri Sun a whole bunch, or were you like really wanting to get into the whole 90s nostalgia child stuff vibe for this? I'm going to be completely honest. I have a box an almost full box of Capri Sun in my mini fridge, and I'm not quite sure why it's there. next to your pizza Lunchables? (laughs) Mysterious. Like, I assume I bought it because I'm the only one who lives here, but I don't really remember when or why. Mm. You just black out and you woke up one morning and you've got Capri Suns? You had some sort of Capri Sun fugue state. (laughs) All I know is my fridge is full of Capri Sun and I... Sorry, your flavored juice drink blend. Well, mostly I don't, because I'm very bougie these days. <laughs> no, I, I just I just drink way too much like diet soda. That's that's my vice. Oh, see, that's the um, thing. I've been really cutting soda out, yeah. so maybe this is like my body's cry for Probably help. True, I don't know. Yeah, we need terrible sugary. Your body's become so desperate for something resembling a natural uh, substance, but you need to like work your way back <laughs> yep. up to it. Yeah. Ease yourself back into real fruit. See, I'm more I'm more worried that the uh, going cold turkey from just complete garbage has been wreaking <laughs> havoc on me. Well, you haven't like collapsed in like you know shakes or anything like that yet, so I say you're on well, a good I don't, path. I guess we can't say that for sure because I've <laughs> well, got some missing time apparently. Yeah. Oh dear. I mean, it could have been worse. You could have woken up with a fridge full of Capri Sun and this copy of a contract saying that you're now like partnered with Capri Sun, so I suppose this you know, episode brought to you could by have been worse. Capri I don't know, Sun. Like, hey Capri Sun, if you're listening to this and you want to cut some sort of a deal, let me know I'm open for business yeah, we here. totally will show <laughs> Capri Sun Are the kids still into Capri Sun? Is that still a thing? I mean, they're still selling or, or is that it just I people imagine... like us reminiscing How would any of us know that? I don't, I don't know <laughs> I mean, I'm going to have a kid who will have a kid, so I Give me a couple of years and I'll be able to tell you. <laughs> yeah, we'll check back in four to five years. <laughs> yeah, any, any, anybody who listens who has like like small children, like, hey, are they are they still drinking the weird fucking well, juice out of a packet or a so... box? Like, let us know. I have a cousin who has kids, like little right, well, kids. Text them. They they drink <laughs> juice boxes, juice packets. 
Hmm. All right. Cool. Uh, do y'all want to just start talking about Power Rangers? Because I feel like we're spiraling. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could honestly keep this Capri Sun chat going for a while if you really wanted, but. You want to talk about, like, military history or something? I'm down. Dear God, no. I thought spiraling was a TWA standard thing, so I don't know. A <laughs> little bit. Well, hold on. Is, is, can, can you somehow link military history to Capri Sun? Actually, yes. Please do. Absolutely. Um, no. <laughs> you were about to say absolutely, and then like halfway through the word, you were like, wait a yeah, minute. Was, hold on. I, let's not write any checks I can't cash. <laughs> I was just about to think of the space program, but that's Tang, so. Yeah, that's, that's Tang. Um... I mean, like, only tangentially in the way that, like, bagged individual beverages could be yeah, used. Yeah, like, like I, that, uh, the best part of Capri Sun <laughs> is definitely attributable to NASA. Yeah, so, which is sort of tangentially military history, even though space is demilitarized. Tangentially. Right. <laughs> Man, I didn't think the episode was this bad. <laughs> Let's talk about Power Rangers. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, we should, we should. So this is, so what's weird about this episode is it's, it's a very important episode as far as Power Rangers goes, as far as the the, the overall plot, and again, the fact that the, the objective mythos. best Mighty Morphin Power Ranger is about to leave. But, like, on the whole, it's not actually a very good episode. Oh, no, it's no. really not. I wasn't no. sure I got bored, but I wasn't, like, I didn't want to be like, well, it's a bad episode. How would I know? This is the second Power Rangers episode yeah. I've watched in as many years. <laughs> it's just... You can, like, this is a three-parter, and you can really feel how stretched it is. Usually, we don't feel how stretched the three-parters are until part two. The fact that part one was this rough does not bode well. It was really disjointed. Like, I couldn't tell if that's normal, or because they just kept cutting between, like, here's a plot line, here's the next plot line. As of somebody who watched part two, I actually found that this episode you probably could have done away with. Part two, like, you could have probably surmised part one into, like, maybe seven minutes, and then you could have, like, stuck it into part two and had this as a two-parter. They're trying a bold okay, new so approach the, of making part one the useless one of a three-parter. Mm. Right, yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say, that's standard operating procedure, they just flipped it. Yeah. What's weird is there's, like, and, and this is something we've been seeing more and more of, or at least we've been noticing more and more of now that we've been getting more Bulk and Skull outtakes in the end credits... Um, but something from the end credits of part two, I believe, uh, shows us that, like, we're going to get into it in this episode, but there's, like, a gymnastics coach guy, and Bulk and Skull are going to, like, pretend to be gymnasts to try to trick him. Apparently, they had, there was a whole Bulk and Skull sequence of them faking being gymnasts. I thought so. It seemed like there should have been. That we never actually saw. I was all geared up for some sweet season one style bulk and skull pretend to be good at a thing even though they're garbage at it shenanigans and then they cut away and cut back and went bulk and skull pretended to be good at a thing yeah. but they were garbage at it we didn't feel like we needed to show you yeah we, we see we see them doing bad gymnastics in sped up footage and like i think it's end credits of part two or part three yep, it is part two yeah and and like so there there was a whole bulk and skull physical comedy bit that we lost and it's like Considering how padded out and stretched everything else feels, like they should have just given us yeah. that Vulcan skull scene. <sighs> ah, but anyway, so speaking of gymnastics, we are talking about season three, episode twenty-three, a different shade of pink, part one, and we open in. Honestly, this is the hardest I've been hit by nostalgia doing this the whole time because 
This doesn't make me feel nostalgia for watching this show as a kid. This makes me feel nostalgia for watching the show <laughs> back when we started this. <laughs> because for the first time, and it feels like so long, we open on Kimberly doing gymnastics. And it for has pretty much the last time mm, ever. Probably true. Yeah. It's wild. Uh, but so we're in the gym and juice bar. Kimberly's doing gymnastics. Tommy Watch, is he's spotting watching her, slash spotting for her. Mostly he's just watching. Yeah. That's yeah. actually a thing that comes up is like there's a bit later where Kimberly's going to do gymnastics by herself. And Tommy even asks like, hey, shouldn't you have a spotter? And she's just like, no, yeah. that's fine. But, I mean, also, he's just watching his girlfriend work out, which, you know, fine. Yeah. With the well, yeah. goofiest oh, yeah. face. Well, I mean, he's watching his girlfriend oh, yeah, work no, out. He is just <laughs> <laughs> he's probably, you know. A little bit. It's yeah. it's so awkward because this is this is a world where no one knows mm-hmm. what sex is, <laughs> and it's so so. Tommy's just bewildered by whatever it is he's seeing. Yeah, it's like this is really interesting, mm. but I don't know why. I'm feeling I this feel weird emotion. Yeah, I'm feeling this weird emotion, but I can't explain it. It's not. It's not hungry, and it's not karate. What is it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not my love of Chrono Trigger. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. Is this like a video game? (laughs) Uh, So, uh, basically, Kimberly's doing gymnastics, and what happens here, so, we did talk about how dragged out and and padded this episode feels, but but at the same time, what happens here feels like it happens entirely too fast. Oh, yeah. I was confused here. I was like, have we met this fellow before? Was he last episode? He has been teased in a newspaper before. Okay, well, that's something, at least. So, you're saying this is happening fast? fast and from a plotting perspective that's true but um i want you to think about the timeline of this from before we came in tommy and this random stranger have both been standing there watching kimberly no he doing gymnastics up. like he walks in the door and stops by tommy and oh, like yep. wow okay, she's yeah, really I impressive that. yep and i'm like how do you know that <laughs> yeah he's like oh hey bt dubs i'm gunther schmidt I'm the incredibly German uh, gymnastics coach that was teased, like, I want to say last episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And it's like, I'm I'm this apparently really world-famous uh, gymnastics coach, and I just want to see how Kimberly's doing. Like, hey, you, you really impressed me with the five seconds of gymnastics I, I just saw you. I just wandered into Angel Grove for yeah. some reason. <laughs> yep. I just happened to be in this backwater town. Right. Also gives no reason for why his name is Gunter Schmidt. Yeah. You know what's weird is this really plays into that old theory we, we, we cooked up that we haven't actually touched on in a while, this idea that, like, Angel Grove's just a simulation for super soldiers. Mm. And it's like, it's time for Kimberly to leave, so introduce fucking, you know, extremely Eastern European gymnastics coach bot number seven, yeah. and we're going to just whisk her yeah. away to the Olympics. Like, Germany is not the country famous for gymnastics. Is it? No. It was Russia, and then it was China. Are you saying Germany can't have any world-famous gymnastic coaches? Are you saying that's not something Germans are capable of producing? I'm not going to say they're not capable of producing. I'm going to say I don't know of any. Well, you know of one, Gunter Schmidt. (laughs) (laughs) I wish his name was even more German somehow. Let's take a moment before we move on like any further with discussing this episode. Does anyone here know anything about gymnastics or Olympic gym- gymnastics specifically? Uh, a little no. bit. The American program is under a bunch of legal trouble for a bunch of sexual harassment stuff. 
Yeah, that's happening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so nothing good. No, I don't know that anything which, good which about Which actually kind of adds a little bit of uh, of extra weirdness to watching this bit. Yeah. Yeah. This dude just walks yeah. in. Yeah. In like, yeah, she's very good at gymnastics, eh? <laughs> like, oh dear. Yeah. What? You don't have a coach? I'm, I must I coach you. Coach you must you. let me coach yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> that felt sinister before you put that spin on it, and now I'm real uncomfortable. I will make time mm. to coach you. I was like, okay. Oh, but you must dedicate your must life dedicate to me. My coaching. I'm like, okay, buddy. Simmer down. Yeah. But basically, yeah, he gives Kimberly this whole thing. It's like, listen, I'll coach you, but like you've got to be serious about this. Like, you're like, we don't have all that much time before the, the pan global competition or the qualifiers or whatever it is she's specifically training for this at this moment. And it's just like, yeah, you must you have to dedicate yourself to this and Kimberly and Tom, you're both thinking, well, like, that's good, but also, uh, whoops, what about Power Rangers stuff? Yeah, he does it, he does say it very much like, you definitely don't have time for superheroing anymore. So. Yeah, it's weird that he gets that explicit with it. To be be fair, that is, from an Olympic athlete point of view, for a lot of sports, it's pretty much that. Like, you eat, sleep, train that's pretty much it when you prepare for those sorts of games that's true yeah but also i I feel like you usually start a lot younger way too old this kind of thing yeah Yeah. especially for gymnastics isn't like the typical gymnastics champion like 14 years old or something size yes just because they want to be like extra flexible yeah 14 16s pushing it a little bit like they're having gold medals that have been 16 i know now they're Getting a little bit older, I think. I think seventeen or eighteen. I just, I'm just wondering, why doesn't Kimberly have a have a coach? Like she's just training herself. Yeah, she's very good at gymnastics and clearly loves it a lot. Why is she just doing this recreationally? I have no idea. Nobody Actually, has a coach, though. Yeah, that raises. Yeah, that raises a question. No one's coaching Where's anything. The the only person, the only adult we've seen acting in a coaching role was when Ernie was coaching that like little league mm-hmm. soccer team. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, and then like the Rangers teach karate. But who but, teaches like, them karate? Yeah, who no one's a coach. Who taught them karate? He just yeah. decided one day. He's like, "Well, I guess I get a new black belt." <laughs> I mean, I mean, this is always sort of the problem with the fact that Power Rangers doesn't want to mm. hire more extras. But like, yeah, who who the f- who taught Kimberly to <laughs> gymnastics? Did she just Her figure it out? Dad? She self-taught? Like, what's going on? Her dad's on? the one that's missing, right? Like, was it her dad? Did he teach her the gymnastics before he got I mean, maybe. drafted into whatever dystopian future war he apparently disappeared into? <laughs> I don't know. But, like, yeah, like, like the the show kind of plays it off. And, I mean, we we, we made jokes about how kind of sinister the, the whole thing is. But, like, there's also another angle of of Kimberly being like, oh, yeah, I don't have a coach. Yes. And him just being like, what? Like, what the fuck? No, seriously, what, what the fuck? Yeah, like, I want to see in part two this coach wandering around the streets of Angel Grove just like, where are all the adults? Why is this (laughs) city run by teenagers? Why are there two adults here? Just one who runs this juice bar and then a police officer. It's also a teacher and one principal. Oh, yes. But we haven't seen them in forever. eh, Yeah, Yeah, we saw them earlier in the season, but like... They're not around much these days, it's true. 
There was also a second I teacher uh, introduced. Oh, Wait, yeah, what? The... He, was, oh, yeah. he was here for like two episodes. Yeah. He got turned into a monster. I must have <laughs> been gone for that. That was the one that Rocky swapped with. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so we we cut to the moon, and Rita, this is the dumbest Rita's been, mm-hmm. because she's just like, what? Kimberly's going to become a gymnast? It's we can't have strangely that. strangely dumb, yeah. And it's like, okay, well, why do you she care? Cares because she hates that's Kimberly a bunch. 100% but- in, yeah, that's 100% in character for Rita Repulsa. Hmm. Like it fuck is Kimberly Hart personally is like ninety percent of her motivation these days. Yeah, but also like y- if you think about it like tactically. Okay, like, you've already you've already. I know, I know, I know, I know. But we still we still have to we still have to discuss this because like right the smartest <laughs> move for for Rita here is to just and let move, Kimberly move become a gymnast. Go right, in the Pan Pan American Games or whatever, the Hunger Games. Yeah, because if she leaves, they can't transfer the pink powers to anybody because they don't have the coin. They're just a person down. Could it be that Rita is seeing an aberration forming in the timeline and that she's fearful that Kimberly will not fulfill her prophecy of becoming Rita eventually? I think think Rita is just so singularly obsessed with her hatred of the Power Rangers specifically, like the people, that she is incapable of making rational decisions surrounding them and the idea of one of them having something good in their life is just I guess that's she true. cannot stand the fact that. that Zed doesn't yeah. pull the yeah. brakes ever is kind of a little strange yeah but also like as as, as you hinted to uh, a moment ago yeah like fuck Kimberly specifically mm-hmm. is also a big angle here mm. Rita's, Rita's kind of always headed out for Kimberly like more so than anybody which is I mean yeah sure mm-hmm. uh, so we cut to the command center and Kimberly is telling the gang, like, yeah, hey, so this is what's happening, and uh, yeah, I'm really going to need to commit to this. And they basically say, like, okay, it's it's all right, Kimberly, we know you've you've got this big dream that you've been following. Oh, also, and, Ernie like, we- stole her big news, because she's, like, telling him, hey, guys, so I've got this great news, and Aisha and Rocky are just like, oh, yeah, you're going to be uh, training with Fucking Gunter Ernie. Schmidt. Yeah, Ernie told Can't us all about it, and it's like, well... <laughs> I was all excited to tell you, but now I guess uh, whatever. Yay! I mean, Ernie was also excited. He's their friend slash, mob slash contact c- boss. I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. And then, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's yeah, got he's, all the yeah, info. Yeah, he's their, he's their connection. Was this super out of character for Zordon? Yeah, because I think it is. I mean, not really. Like he he d- he definitely talks about he stopped before and he's going to talk again about how like. I don't like when you sign up to be a Power Ranger. I don't intend for it to be the rest of your life. I really don't want it to be the rest of your life. You have to stop being a Power Ranger at some Tommy. point, Tommy. <laughs> Tommy, <laughs> this is not a lifetime commitment. This is the thing you do when you're a child, Tommy Oliver. <laughs> um, but he, he says like it's it's uh, go ahead and pursue your dreams, Kimberly. I, I want you to do this and. While you're training, we'll try and only contact you in an absolute emergency. Which should be their standard operating procedure anyway, given her like whole not having a power coin mm-hmm. and having to siphon power off other people deal. <laughs> yeah, you'd expect that, but... Yeah. I've got a question. So, if Tommy is Zordon's least favorite, who who's his favorite? Is it Kimberly, or would it be one of the others? I mean, if Zordon has any good sense in him at all, which he probably doesn't, but if he does, it is Kim. Yeah. 
I think Aisha is Zordon's favorite because he doesn't mm. have to give a shit about her. <laughs> Jeez. Well, I, I mean, she's pretty self-sufficient and, like, doesn't really need a whole lot, to be honest. True. Aisha takes care of herself. Yeah, I mean, Aisha's just kind of fine. So, like, right. a cactus? Yeah. Zordon is <laughs> yeah. approximately as nurturing as a desert. <laughs> Cam, if I could high-five you, I would right now. Uh, Eric, can you just edit in a high five sound effect? Thank you. Um, so, oh wait, that's just our <laughs> sound noise. I was just about to do that. Too. Like, yeah. I could clap. That's like high fiving myself. But uh, oh well. Um, but so we we cut to Kimberly's training montage, and Eric, while I'm asking you to do stuff, can you so play weird. the music from this? Because it's so it's it's like the unused track of, that was originally written for like a commercial for a sports drink mm. and they just didn't use it also this, this, just, this scene is, is god awful they cut yeah. between like four different scenes in the span yeah. of literally a second yeah uh, and that's that's pretty much it. I mean, there's not really much to say about it. It's a training montage. We do end with... It's less training montage and more hypnosis video that's trying to, like, imprint you with some sort of subliminal message that's about gymnastics. <laughs> Join. Gymnastics, good. Join Gymnastics USA. Drink, sports drinks. They spring for a couple extras doing gymnastics in the background, by which I mean I think they just went to an actual gym and recorded a scene. You want oh, yeah, to this, do cartwheels. This, this last shot feels like it's an actual gym, and within the shot that feels like an Balance actual gym, beam. when uh, when Kimberly gets off the the, the bar tumble. there, we uh, the camera pans over and we see Catherine at a payphone. Who's she Question calling? Mark? She's calling Was the she moon. calling the moon? <laughs> <laughs> I like to oh, make God, a collect I call. Cut, to I want to cut to just moon. a single payphone just sitting on the surface <laughs> of the moon. Oh god, but yeah, so she she like hangs up a phone from a call I can't imagine she was actually making. Nope. Oh yeah, that was just um, an excuse for her to be there. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, I kind of like to imagine maybe she was like maybe she called her Australian family while still under the effects of mind control. Like, "Catherine, honey, when are you coming home?" "Do not worry, mother. I am doing just fine." <laughs> Hail Empress Rita. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Man, that is one expensive call. (laughs) You collect call to Australia. More expensive to collect call Australia or the moon? Uh, both. (laughs) I mean, either way, you're going to get a good Simpsons episode out of it. So. (laughs) Oh my God! Now I'm thinking of Rito just sitting by the phone on the moon. Some kid prank calls oh, yeah, it. Phone duty uh, for sure. Just kicking his feet up on his bed, yeah. Yeah. Every time the phone God. rings and he picks up, it's another kid doing a prank on him. <laughs> Rito Revolto solemnly sitting next to the phone sounds like it should be a lyric from an especially sad early 90s guitar song. Yeah. I can yeah. dig it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rito Revolto. <laughs> Sitting solemn and alone. So anyway, after the by the phone, after the worst scene in this episode, we got to the best, by which I mean the most baffling. Where did they come from? That's usually what we mean by uh, by best around here. So Ernie's watching television, and there's some news report about like the White House is reporting. It's weird for the show to acknowledge the White House. Yep, that was not the last time that's going to happen in this episode. Um, but like, so it's like the White House is reporting that there's sort of some sort of famous 
European spy running around in the U.S. Johan something. Johan Gauss. And Mm -hmm. so I have so many questions about why the White House is reporting to the national news about the movings of an international super spy they have been tracking. Well, they no, they've lost track of him, and it's like America's most wanted. They, if you see this man of mystery, <laughs> that is not how the CIA works. Call the cops. But like, yeah, the thing is, like, he's not like a regularized criminal. He's a spy, and like, so if you if you out a spy to the world, it's like you're confirming that like whatever country he works for, like, yes, we are openly hostile with them. And based on this dude's name, it sounds like the U.S. is about to go to war with Germany for some reason. <laughs> Germany or Austria, I guess. I, I, yeah, I don't with know. With the slim possibility of the Czech Republic, I mean Czechoslovakia, I forget exactly when this was taking place. Hmm. I think this would have been in like 96. 90s, Czech Republic then. Here's the thing, <laughs> none of those countries exist, so. Right there, that is the question. Hmm. Like, we know for a fact that Australia at least has existed in the um, semi-recent past. We don't know if it's still yeah. around. Well, they went there, so it it hasn't been long since it existed, if it ceases to exist, I guess. Another question I'm going to bring up, because they make mention, they say that the spy has been cited in the southern United States. And I'm like, Which I was is always... California not. <laughs> Yeah. They specifically say the southern coast. Yeah. Which, okay, so okay, Texas. actually, like, no, Texas? that is... Okay, no, we gotta back up a sec. Southern coast. Yeah. So does that mean that Mexico is gone now? Yes. <laughs> it <laughs> has the, to mean the, that. The U.S. has a southern coast. It's the Gulf of Mexico. What if Mexico was gone, but also the rest of North America rotated on its axis about 90 degrees <laughs> weird okay okay so, <laughs> so now california I, is the southern coast yeah, so so now so california is now the southern coast of the united states and maine is somehow even more of a frozen hellhole yes uh alaska is now tropical sure alaska's a paradise yeah I would be like in, yeah, where I live, I'd be pretty much the North Pole or almost close to it now. Hey, I live in the geographic center <laughs> of this continent, so, so nothing, nothing would, would change. change. <laughs> you would be momentarily dizzy. Yeah, except now, like, the sun, like, when it rises, it glares in a really inconvenient spot where it wasn't before. God, yeah, I'm going to have to completely, worst. I'm going to have to move. Like, there's no question about it. I hate it when that happens. So... Uh, Wait, so d- does just the continent rotate? Like, what happens? Like, d- is, d- are we having a like massive tectonic like upheaval in in all the planet? Like, what does Earth look like at well, this point so in the here's scenario? The, here's the here's the problem: burying a bunch of dinosaur robots in the depths of the Earth really fucked up the whole uh, tectonic layer. Mm-hmm. Well, I figured that the composition of the Earth now is America, Australia, Germany. The ocean. There's and a French the park. guy. That French guy. Yeah, they like went to we France. Have to, and France. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, so, here's, so Europe. Here's, here's the thing. You can have park. French people without having France. You no, know, but doesn't Kimberly's yeah. mom go to France? She goes to some place well, uh, did, called didn't France. Didn't we have like that? Didn't we have that like pseudo UN with like new France? 
Wasn't there somebody from Neo Africa? I mean, okay, again, somebody said they were from Africa. We can only confirm the existence of places we've seen in the, the show. country were of Africa. from Africa. <laughs> <laughs> but there's also that fake country but, with the uh, with the Kabuki legend or whatever. Yeah, mm. yeah. All right, I'm going to need a, a anyway, a bunch so of red string, and I'll get back to you. Yeah, so now that we've <laughs> thoroughly confused the geopolitics of this world we've created. It still makes more sense than the geopolitics of the real world, if we're being Fair. honest. But, yeah. um, but so, yeah, so Bulk and Skull materialized behind Ernie, who's watching this <laughs> they, dude. Broadcast. Yeah, they're just there. One moment, no, not there. Yeah. Next moment, there. They're trying to look like private eyes. Is that what's going uh, on? Skull has. Is that what's going on? I think so. Hmm. They have like they have like fedoras and leather jackets, and yeah, I think I think they're trying to look like super cops or something. I don't know. Either super cops or spies of their own. Because yeah. Skull has like these funky sunglasses on. He has funky sunglasses and also a big old headpiece with one of those long microphones that comes out. Mm-hmm. And but he's specifically bent his microphone, and I assume this is on purpose as the gag. Uh, it, it's specifically bent so it looks like it's going up his nose. Yeah. Yeah. And they're just like, "Hey, Ernie. Hey, what's up?" And I, I don't remember why they were. They're talking weird too. Like they don't sound normal in this episode. Yeah, I don't know what they're trying to they do. They want him to turn up. The I think TV. they're just trying to seem tough. Go ahead. I, they're trying to make Ernie turn up the volume on the TV. Right, yeah. They heard Super Spy, and they're like, ooh, ooh. This is, this is something we can do. Yeah. But so uh, what's important is that the description that the, sh- the the news broadcast gives of the Super Spy is they don't have a picture, and they're very vague about it. They just give, like, how tall he is, the color of his hair, and the fact that he has a thick accent. Didn't they say and- blue eyes as well? Mm-hmm. Okay. I believe so. Okay, I also need to mention this because I got very mad. They give his height and then they describe and then they describe him as tall. Like there's an absolute there's a pause. They- she says he's approximately five foot eleven, tall, gray haired, and I think the cue card she was supposed to read was supposed to say five eleven tall, but she gives a pause in making it sound like tall is a descriptor, which five eleven is not. No, it's not. Um, I think that'd be more average, wouldn't it? it yeah, that's yeah. just kind of a normal height yeah. for a dude to be. I think five eleven is very slightly above average. I'm only realizing mm. now, seeing the subtitles, that it was probably a line read flub on the part of the lady on the TV. Mm, probably. Yeah, but yeah, and, but and thick accent. It, what kind of thick accent? Eh. Yeah, accent. I mean, to be fair, that does describe his accent. <laughs> yes, it's true. Yeah. It's not a very well. Two, so two things that are important here: one for understanding the plot, and two for understanding how bad the plot is. The part that's important for understanding the plot is that this is this vague descriptor perfectly fits uh, Gunther Schmidt. Yes. So Bulk and Skull are going to spend the rest of the episode thinking that that Kimberly's coach is secretly a foreign spy. And you know what? At this point, I have no reason to right, think they, they're wrong. They're potentially huh. correct. Yeah. Well, he's not wearing a, yeah, well, a leather jumpsuit, spandex jumpsuit, so it's ridiculous to think he's a spy. Oh, good point. Mm. <laughs> Although yeah. I don't know, workout that workout outfit he's wearing is—it's very tracksuit mafia. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's also possible God. that he just hasn't gone through the magical girl transformation yet. Like he might not be needing it. True. Yeah. True. We should see if he has a compounder. Mm-hmm. Um. 
But the other thing is, we never actually get a resolution to this spy plot. <laughs> you know, <laughs> which, you know, we Wait, don't... we don't? No, here's the thing. We don't need it, strictly speaking, but it feels weird for a children's show not to have, like, you know, Bulk and Skull get into a situation where they've, like, you know, accused the coach, and then another news broadcast comes on and is like, oh, by the way, they caught the spy, and it's not who, who Bulk and Skull think right. it is. That doesn't like, happen we in We don't get that resolution. That, no. Huh. That's disappointing. You would think it would, but it doesn't. In fact, this Bulk and Skull plot kind of goes nowhere except, uh, except to uh, Oh, it goes somewhere in part two, two, just not where you think. Can I? Yeah. Is that <laughs> a- but it's never properly Toucan resolved, is the has- thing. <laughs> I'm trying to figure this out. I think it's a toy gun. I think it's a toy toucan. I'm not, I the, guess. The scene where it's hanging at his neck, it's very bird-ish. I, yeah, I, I guess. He, Bulk has a weird but, thing. Uh, so as, as Bulk... Had- yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, that is uh, definitely but, that is definitely a bird shaped yeah. whistle or megaphone of some sort. It is definitely yeah. a bird of some sort. Maybe he's supposed to be following. I thought it might have been the wonders of standard definition know. television, folks. <laughs> yeah, I thought it yeah. might have been like a bird shaped flashlight or some something. Oh no, no, because like, the introduction like we have, he has it in his mouth, and you can see like a speaker pattern on the underside of the beak. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I see it now. I don't know why he has that, but okay. he has that. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Kimberly has brought uh, Coach Schmidt to Ernie's Jim and Juice Bar to because she wants him to try Ernie's famous protein shake. Uh, and he's like, yeah, sure, come and right up. And then Kimberly introduces Bulk and Skull to Gunther Schmidt because they're sort of friends, question mark. And they're like, oh, uh, we got to go. And we cut to this bit where Kimberly and the coach are sitting on at the bar. Uh, having a chat, and then Bulk and Skull are, they're using, like, big old, like, palm leaves to try and disguise themselves, just while they're sitting at a yeah, table. I don't know where they got great. these, but they either had them stashed here or carried them in, and either option is delightful. Clown powers? Yeah, maybe a little I think bit. they stole them off a fake plant on the way in. Also possible. Yeah, that is plausible. But so, uh, basically, uh, Skull doesn't realize what, why Bulk is so worried, and then Bulk says, like, hey, look at him. See? Five foot eleven, you know, gray hair, blue eyes, funny accent. Anyone else interesting fit that description? And then Skull I love this suddenly part. breaks into a Bill Clinton impression <laughs> and was, goes, the President yeah, of the United States? It's it's great, but also it's so fucking wild to set like Power Rangers goes to great lengths to not bring up anything about like current pop culture or current events because like or you really know, the like, real the show, world in any way the real shape world, or form. Yeah. yeah, and it's actually been to the show's credit that that it tries as hard as it like listen, this show is super, super nineties because of all the fashion and everything, but like this show actually works pretty hard not to date itself. Yep. But then he, the Bulk and Skull just drops a fucking yep. Bill Clinton impression. <laughs> to be fair, what the this fuck? was nine three seasons. <laughs> to in. be fair, this was in 1996 when that sort of bullshit was like at its height. Yeah, but it's just, I, yeah, it's it's it feels like it. The fact that it's there in and of itself, like in a vacuum, isn't weird. 
it's just compared to everything we've seen so far, it is weird to see like this bit of just reality it's particularly strange. In. Listen, yeah. listen, Amy Jo the only the only good main character actor on this show is leaving. There everything's falling apart at this point. But so as we've already done a lot of discussing here about our ongoing uh attempts to construct like a working theory about how the world of Power Rangers operates. And then we're just we just throwing into the fact that like, yes, okay, this is actually nineteen ninety-six and Bill Clinton is the president of the United States. What does that mean for our theory? I mean, he could be the president of the United States in the same sense that Fallout Three had a president of the United States. But was it sp- was it a specific real ass president though? Well, no, because it takes place in the distant future. What I'm well, saying, is, what yeah. I'm saying is, the United States could be a complete wasteland, but you could still have the president of the United States. I'm doing air quotes here. Um. Like operating out of a bunker somewhere in like North Angel Grove, but is so is this still a far flung future? Is this a simulation of Bill Clinton? Is this a clone? Well, no. Uh, what are we getting at? Maybe it's just Bill Clinton. Like whatever nuclear war broke out and destroyed the Earth also made him immortal. Wait, so he's like, uh, like what are they called in Fallout? Like the ghouls? Yeah, yeah, there we go. Ghoul Bill Clinton. Or the super mutants or whatever? I don't know. Uh, so so the ghouls were um, people who got uh, exposed to radiation and mutated into these sort of immortal beings. Some of them are still intelligent. Some of them have gone feral. Uh, the super mutants were explicitly mutated by a um, chemical uh, it's called the forced evolution virus. It's supposed to make them stronger and, you know better super soldiers right, or so whatever. Here's my theory. I'm going to lay this one out. Huh. So there was a... Okay. Whatever apocalypse happened, the survivors in Angel Grove found, like, recordings of the president of the United States, and it was Bill Clinton, and he was the leader of the free world. So they were like, oh, look at this super powerful guy. So now the leaders of the United States always call themselves Bill Clinton. And affect his mannerisms, ah, because we're that's what powerful like, leaders do. We're getting into some of the, uh, we're getting into some of the uh, later Planet of yeah, the Apes so sequels territory here. This is actually the president's here. Bill Clinton, like fourteen or something at this point. But you know, yeah, God. sounds plausible. D- depending on what recordings they they have, like may- they might they might like I don't know, fucking. They they might get it, like this is this is ninety six maybe maybe they went a little later like maybe they they're seeing the whole like the the whole like sex scandal and they're like what does this no mean? no no those Wait, are the dead seas what are they talking it, about was it ninety six or ninety five I don't know I mean it doesn't I, I, matter fuck. if this is the future literally everything that's happened yeah. up to this mm-hmm. point in our history could yeah. be on the table yeah he's asking this person to oh, define yeah. the word yeah, is definitely. is he a philosopher absolutely he's very wise. And his mastery of the question mark is How impeccable. did he both smoke and not inhale? <laughs> the last human being on Earth to master the question mark. Uh, Bill Clinton. Anyways. Uh, remember how fun it was to make fun of Bill Clinton? No, not really. <laughs> just, no. just just reminiscing about just, yeah. Sorry. I just 
Aww. I don't know. It was just, a back, just back when the presidents were stupid and corrupt in a fun way. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, so Rita Repulsa in is in the park again, yeah, which is always fun. Stupid and corrupt. <laughs> but in a fun way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Rita Repulsa is in the park. Uh, and. I, just so uh, Kat can give her the intel, and she's like, yeah, so Kimberly's practicing in her gymnastics every day. And again, th- we're getting into the thing of, like, Kat as a spy just delivering information that Rita already has. Yeah, like, honestly, there's... Rita can see literally everything that's happening on Earth at any given time. She doesn't need a spy to tell her stuff. She just needs a spy to do things for her. Yeah. They are in a tree. I just need this to yeah. be clear. Yes. Huh? Yes, correct. Because you know cat and trees. And... Yeah. It's yeah. been a running thing, I'm sad to say. But, uh, so, during this bit, we, we start to see more of the spell over Catherine break, because she has a flashback to, like, when she was competing as a, as a diver... I'm a little perturbed with the announcer at this competition that she's in because he calls her Caitlin. Well, yeah, that's that's what Cat is short for. I thought it was short for Catherine. It is absolutely short for Catherine. Oh, I thought the actress was named Catherine. I mean, it could be short for Caitlin, but it's not for this character. That is also correct. Catherine and the actor called her Caitlin. Are you sure it's not his thick and extremely yeah. authentic Australian okay, accent? Well, okay, you so that's just. Well, I was gonna say that's just that's just how you say Catherine in <laughs> Australian. Australianese, yes. <laughs> um, that's, I mean, that's objectively not true. It would probably be something like Catho. Yeah. Kaza. <laughs> Kaz. Yep. There you go. Uh, yeah. Um, okay, so this is where it's time to. Uh, get Rita's plan to this is so Tucker dumb. Kimberly out, basically. <laughs> uh, so she sends, she sends multiple attacks to multiple locations. Yeah, so, she sends. So the way this was set up um, is Zordon's briefing the re- the Rangers minus Kimberly, and he's like, Zed and Rita have done something they've never done before, which is send out multiple teams of monsters in multiple locations, and it's like. Fucking finally! Mm-hmm. Why did she wait? Just, We've been telling them to do this for three years. Seem to cost them any resources yeah. to make monsters? Make an infinitum of monsters. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they're just That's mostly true. using yeah. mooks and Goldar, and to like, be a limit on mooks sure. either. Like, go nuts! Yeah. yeah. So, so let's let's see. It's specifically they bring back the vi- vampirus and the artist mole. Okay, from, I had, I was going to ask, are these creatures we've met before? Yes. Yes. Okay, good. They're both specifically from this season, too. Uh, Actually, okay. so what's weird about both the Vampirus and the Artist Mole is, so, Wait, here in season three... is the one with the egg that had a really convoluted method of hatching it. Yeah, did and the Artist Mole off-screen? was a monster they made from Kimberly's Nightmares. I guess they did that off screen so too. It's in season three, monsters like they they they've started doing a thing where each monster like has a unique way of coming to be. Um but because of that, it doesn't make any sense that they can just make either of these monsters again. Uh but oh. whatever. So we have the vampires and the artist mole in one place. 
Uh, Rocky and Aisha go to fight them. Uh, Billy and Adam go to location two. That's where there's just a bunch of tangas. Tommy goes alone to location I three, and that is Tommy sent some serious hubris here. Uh, I can't <laughs> believe they sent two rangers to deal with just a bunch of fucking chicken men. <laughs> And sent Tommy alone <laughs> to fight against Goldar and uh, Rito. And more chicken Goldar men. Goldar Rito, yeah, and more of the chicken men. This is this is the, like, yeah, and this is hubris on Tommy's part, because Tommy, I guess because occasionally they remember he's supposed to be the leader, Tommy assigns everyone these jobs. He's just like, okay, Rocky, Aisha, go take care of the two, take care of the two monsters. Billy, Adam, go take care of them tangas. I'll handle the rest. I'll handle and, an entire ranger cut. team worth of enemies. <laughs> You know what I thought? I thought for yeah. Billy and Adam, I thought they would have gone in is uh, ninja mode rather than morphing. Honestly, I the ninja powers seem to be more effective against the Tengas than just straight up Power Ranger powers there are. There's no yeah. ninja mode in this episode. Yeah, kind of disappointing. This is the this is the this actually uh, reinforces the problem with the ninja powers narratively. Is because they keep basically become omnipotent when they become ninjas to turn around and have them go into the ranger forms and then suddenly like by tanga. struggle against the same enemies. Yeah, struggle against the tanga. It's like, wow, the rangers actually suck. Yeah, when they're rangers, why, why would like why would you why would they not just be ninjas all they the time? Used solar laser or something. Yeah, or Adam could have gotten big and just squashed all the tangas and then they would have been free to help the others. Well, no, because they have used those powers. They've burned through oh, those. Oh, one-time use? Hmm. I guess that's true. Uh, I love Rocky Somebody could have made shadow clones. Oh, that's why they keep doing wild shit, is they can only do, like, each magic trick the, once. Like the girl from Runaways? What's her name? I'm sorry, that's a comic book reference. I'm on the wrong podcast. <laughs> can I say something? Isn't that, like, yes? I was gonna say Good. something completely inconsequential. Corner. I love Rocky shorts. They're really good shorts. <laughs> yeah, fashion corner. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't I, notice the shorts. Are they? Are they just like shorts? Like what's shorts. going on? They're black. Um, they seem to be kind of high quality compared to you know your standard like washed, like super like bleached jort. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, I just found the shorts. Yeah, those are some really good <laughs> '90s ass shorts. Holy shit. <laughs> And he's got he's got the sleeveless uh, red and white flannel like Jason used to right. wear, tucked in with Actually, a belt. <laughs> like it's it's the most nineties. Hold on. He's wearing Jason's shirt. I think I think those shorts might actually have belonged to Zach once. <laughs> I think he's. I, I think I think they cleaned out like the the, the, the fucking uh, uh, wardrobe okay, okay, closet. Okay, okay, hold on. You're getting actors. you're getting two behind the scenes. What this means is Rocky raided a like box of Jason and Zach's old clothes that they didn't take with them when they left Angel Grove. Do you, like maybe they just left changes of clothes like in the command center, and Rocky's just like, "Oh fuck yeah, red and black, my colors, let's go." <laughs> Free clothes. I was thinking the lost and found in the command center. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, um, Tommy gives out everyone's orders, and then Zordon says, I'll wait until the last possible minute to contact Kimberly. You know, like I always do whenever any rangers need anything, ever. Except this isn't what happens, like at all. 
so we, we get a fight scene, and things things go badly. Uh, I mean, the fight itself is fine. It's just the Rangers lose a bunch. In theory, this should have worked perfectly fine. We've seen evidence that th- the Rangers can handle all of these issues. Yeah. Yeah, but so we cut back to, to Kimberly practicing, and her uh, communicator goes off, and she's like, oh my god, I'm sorry, coach, I gotta go. And he's like, what the hell is that noise? And instead of just telling him that, like, oh, that's my beeper, uh, I was I told, uh, like, my family or my friends or whoever to only contact me in an absolute emergency, I promise it's something I have to go do, she starts just to be like, I'm, I'm very sorry, coach, I've got, I've, I gotta take care of something, I'm real sorry, like, she does, like... Just fucking lie, Kimberly. Just say it's an emergency. And she would have had a perfect excuse for that, too, because, I mean, her parents are literally, you know, in France. So yeah, it's not like they had cell phone technologies at that point. Her mom more than likely would have given her some method to be able to contact yeah, her. In yeah, case like, of honestly, the lie of my parents are calling from overseas. I set a reminder. I set an alarm on my watch to remind me when that was going to happen. I have to go home and call my parents. Yeah. Yeah, but also, like, yes, this coaching thing is very important, but, like, this is also kind of weird how both Kimberly and the coach are being right now, because, like, surely even a coach for something important would understand the concept of an emergency, of, like, something unexpected that you have to go take care of, But, but you know? see, in the hierarchy of needs, nothing comes above gymnastics, so it's impossible for there to be an emergency to pull you away from gymnastics. Yeah. But because because of all this like like weird pussyfooting around, it, it goes. The communicator goes off. Kimberly like is like, eh, but I got. Eh, eh. She hems and haws for a while, and then we cut back to the command center, and then Alpha calls again. It's like I can't get a hold of Kimberly, and it goes off again. And then we cut back to the gymnasium again, and then Kimberly's just like, I'm sorry, I really got to oh, go. Oh, by the way, if it seems like we really skimmed over the um stuff with the Rangers fighting, um the show did as well. <laughs> yeah, there was not yeah, a lot the, to the, it. The f- the fight scene lasts we got like probably less time than we spent talking about yeah, it. Yeah, like we got one bar of the Tanga fight song, which is honestly more than that song deserves. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a sweet mercy. Um, I mean, honestly, Rocky shorts were more relevant <laughs> to the uh, <laughs> to anything really. Uh, but so as Kimberly leaves, uh, we see Bulk and Skull, uh, like watching Gunter Schmidt. And after Kimberly uh, walks away, Skull's like, "Well, why don't we, why don't we take him in and interrogate him?" You know, and he he, he goes like, "We have ways of making him talk." Yeah, like, Skull's going nuts here. Maybe a little uncomfortable hearing him say it like that. Yeah, do you think Skull just really wants to do impressions today? Like, I, like he doesn't actually care about the investigation. He just he just wants to like show Skull uh, show Bulk how good he is at doing <laughs> I, like, voices. I feel like this entire police academy like. Uh, side adventure they've been on has been entirely for on Skull's part just an extended role playing session. Like they've, he's always like dressing up in costumes and doing bits with Bulk, and this is just a really long running one. Yeah, I could see yeah. it. Yeah, I just I did just notice that uh, Skull's tie in his like detective outfit is leopard print, so <laughs> that's happening. Uh, but then Bulk says, "No, no, no. We can't just we can't just citizens arrest him." Okay, actually, you know what? Hold on, let's dwell on that for a second. Yeah. Um. Skull suggests doing a citizens arrest. Yeah. Aren't you cops? <laughs> we literally are you cops? Mike, we literally watched them arrest somebody last week. 
I, they put them in handcuffs. Those were just roleplay handcuffs. I just, I'm trying to wrap my head around this. <laughs> this. This. God. This is the biggest mystery in all of this show. Possibly possibly in the show's entire run, all 25 years, are Bulk and Skull cops. Because the, I can't be sure. We, we th- said last we said last week that it definitely proved they definitively were, and now they throw this wrench at us. It's oh, it makes my brain hurt. God, I'm watching this fight scene, and you know what would have made these fights go a lot easier? Choreography, power the weapons guns they have. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, the guns or the giant weapons. Yeah, any of those things. Or, you know, all all of them going to one fight and then beating it and then going to the next fight and beating it. Yeah, it's not like the it's not like monsters like really manage to do much damage if you don't address them right away. So yeah, there's no civilians around any of these fights. Well, even when there are civilians around, they just chase them around a bunch. They don't actually do anything. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Also, like two of these locations are the are like desert wastelands. <laughs> right. There, there's a quarry, a park, and like a desert zone. <laughs> yeah, we haven't seen a good fight in a quarry in a while. Yeah, and I mean we still haven't because this isn't a good fight. But <laughs> no. well, I don't I don't know that the American team has access to a quarry. I think those are all uh, Sentai footage there's fights. Got to yeah. be a rock pile somewhere in California area that they can get get to. But, um, oh, excuse me. Um, <laughs> See, that's how so boring exciting. that fight was. It's really bad. Yeah. So this is where Kimberly uh, morphs and joins up with Tommy. She's like, hey, don't worry, I'm here. And Tommy's like, sorry, we had to call you. And, okay, so this, I don't want to take anything away from Kimberly here. But it doesn't feel feel like her showing up actually should have been the thing that finally turns everything around. It's not. She doesn't honestly like, do that much. Yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, like... So so we'll get we'll get to why in a second, but first we're actually going to cut back to the Jim and Juice bar and get the get the smallest <sighs> taste of the Bulk and Skull bit we didn't get. Bulk and because Skull Because we see teams. Bulk and Skull, like... Yeah. We oh, see don't them say that while they're wearing the- robes. <laughs> it's not a strip tease. It's just a regular tease. Yeah, but so you see them walking into the gym and juice bar wearing robes and, and like bandanas and talking about like, okay, here's the plan. We're going to tell uh, Gunter Schmidt that we're aspiring gymnasts and we want him to coach us and just like we'll talk to him and see if he's on the level. And again, we don't see anything that plays out. So I do want to point this. out that Bulk is wearing some gold chains and Skull is wearing a spiked mm-hmm. collar. Mm-hmm. Neither of which seem pra- like practical like accessories for wearing while doing gymnastics. They don't know anything about what you wear during gymnastics. No, but it definitely feels like them actually dressing like they're Bulk and Skull yeah, that's again nice. for the first time. Yeah, yeah that yeah. is yeah. the excuse to try to punk it up a little bit. Yeah, we. that's def- something we've definitely lost is they become Schrodinger's cops is they stop we, we stop getting the the weird version of what the show thinks punk fashion is like it, it I, and it feels bad to have lost that and it's good to have a little taste you know, of it again putting putting a cat in a box and then killing it does sound like something cops would do. <laughs> boom but uh so that was specifically we, that was specifically for the person who complained about us bashing cops so much on the show oh. <laughs> yeah, we actually got an email about really? that. Um, oh, yeah, we that's did. Unfortunate for that person. 
<laughs> yeah. But, uh, so we cut back to the fights, and basically, and I mean, like, midway through this, we get a scene of Rita taunting everybody, but what, what, comes, what it comes down to is Rocky and Aisha win their fight, and then Billy and Adam win their fight, and then everybody joins up with Tommy okay. and Kimberly in the big fight. I do want to talk about one small, uh, Small moment is it the here. one that I um, freeze framed on because of how ridiculous it is. <laughs> I don't know. Let me let me explain it, and you can tell me. Um, there's a there's a point where Tommy stops while fighting yep. Rito and like kneels down to use his communicator to uh, like talk to the other teams. Rito for some reason reaches out and like touches Saba, then pulls his hand back, shakes it, and then like sucks at it because he cut himself on the blade. Yeah. <laughs> Tommy gets Rito dead to rights. Because Tommy has <laughs> goes. Hold on, I need to make a call. <laughs> yeah, Tommy has has basically used his foot to pin Rito's sword to the ground, and Rito can't pull his sword away. He's like, oh, oh come on, give me my sword <laughs> which back. Is, which is bad, because it's sort of ghost-like. Like he stops trying to fight, oh, and he just, he just sort of... Yeah, he just sort of lets Tommy make this call on his communicator, and none of the other... Like, the Tengas are dancing around in the background of the, background, the yeah. foreground. No one's, like, helping uh, Rito. But yeah. Two things here. Uh, one... Apparently, Rito's sword isn't sharp or dangerous in any way, shape, or form, which makes sense. It's made out of bones, but uh, it is a little bit awkward for the <laughs> show to point that out to us. Well, so it's magic. Normally, when he wrecks shit, it's that's magic. Fair. Two, Tommy literally could just stab Rito in the face right now, <laughs> and that would end the need yeah, for la- him to yeah, have like, help in this fight. He wouldn't even have to stop his yeah, call. He could just be doing that with his other hand. <laughs> yeah. uh, and we know that Rito can come back from being destroyed, so obviously that wouldn't be a permanent solution, but it would probably take him out of action for now. Or or do you remember how, like, Saba is sentient? And has lasers? Like, just have Saba take care right. of him. That's true. He could have let go yeah. of Saba, had Saba fight Rito, and made the call while that was happening. That would have been way cooler. Oh, that would have been so awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I actually kind of forgot about the way everybody rejoins. Oh, it was super <laughs> so good. Basically, Tommy and Kimberly are up against the tree, and then Kimberly, Kimberly's like, "Look, here come our friends!" And we get this fucking Baywatch ass kind of slow mo run shot of Billy and Adam running toward the camera with Tangas chasing them. So this is the most overt uh, acknowledgement the show's given us in a while that the park is an extra dimensional like space because these were all separate locations, and they all just kind of run together mm-hmm. yeah they really weren't that far apart I guess and so the fucking vampirus gets thrown in from off screen as Rocky and Aisha rejoin the group and like lands so on Rito <laughs> it's a really great comedy bit and then down in tumbles the art- artist mole cause like here here come you know again Rocky and Aisha over the hill and then uh, the Rangers are like, yeah, we're here. We're six strong. Let's go. And then, you know, they regroup. And Goldar yells like, let's get them. Charge. And then it's this big, longer regroup, fight regroup, you just mean flip together. And that's how you do one. it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But for, and for the most part, it's just it's just a regular-ass Ranger fight. And there's I, not really a ton of teamwork. I, I mean, there is a bit where Billy's yeah. like... Go ahead. I was just, I was going to call it this exact bit um, where Billy is saved by the two women on the team, which was nice. Uh, the kind of thing that doesn't happen in these sorts of mm. shows a lot. Yeah. Billy's just on the ground and he's about to get stabbed by Rito and then just Aisha and Kimberly both run up and simultaneously kick him in the face. And yeah, this fight ends 
pretty quickly. Like there's, and again, I know we we blazed past it, but like there really is not a lot to discuss here. In fact, like the only thing that keeps it from being like super tremendously boring is the fact that we keep cutting between yeah. stuff. I mean, eventually Goldar calls the retreat, like he does. Yeah, Adam gets a Adam gets a that's a cool bit where he like flips over a monster, kicks off a tree, and then like kicks it in the face. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. That was kind of nice, but like, yeah, we just yeah. don't get the same choreography that we get out of the ninja suits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, I feel like we've seen a ranger kick off a tree and then kick a monster in the face a few times. Yeah. Now. Oh yeah, we have for sure. That's a good move. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it's a sweet move. But um, speaking of strategic retreats, uh, why don't we go ahead and take a quick break? Hey, Dealing Dan Hawk here, and have I got a deal for you. Are you bored with your regular YouTubers with the racist jokes and taking video games way too seriously? Do you want a YouTube channel with a bit of class? Check out the Pop Arena. It's run by this guy named Greg. No, not that karate Greg, the other Greg. And he reviews books. It's crazy. Goosebumps, Doctor Who books, Animorphs, all geeky stuff that's fit to print. Also, he does this show called Knickknacks. It's a show-by-show retrospective on the history of Nickelodeon. It's wild. You'll love it. That's the Pop Arena on YouTube. Get there or get a square. Is that right? Hey, everybody. So, fucking breaking news uh, while we're on break. (laughs) Con- con- contextually breaking. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for us, yeah. Um, well, it's break news. We were on break and we got news. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Accurate. A trailer went up uh, for comicbook.com's uh, web series Ninjak vs. the Val- Valiant Universe, which, fuck if I know what any of that is, but <laughs> uh, it's a thing we talked about a long time ago about how Jason David Frank is playing like like so, so, what is Valiant Comics? It's like the, one of those like edgy indie comic lines, right? Yeah, well, so it um, it was, it was very nineties. Well, it was yeah, it was literally it was founded in nineteen eighty nine by a former Marvel Comics editor in chief. So you can imagine it's very much the I left Marvel and I'm gonna do like Marvel stuff only it's like more badass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, more there's, there's a lot of bl- <laughs> there's a lot of black colors. There's a lot of uh, uh, gun kata. There's a lot of white dudes being ninjas. So many white dudes uh, being ninjas. Yeah, and just like so, this it, folks go to YouTube, look up Ninjak. That's N I N J A K versus the Valiant Universe trailer on the YouTube's. Uh, it's at Bat in the Sun is the channel, and I guess the production company, Acclaim Comics, which is a um, like a publishing thing underneath the Valiant line, um, has done Killer Instinct comics and like Turok. So that kind of gives you an idea of the sort of uh, really nailing down that uh, the video games with dinosaurs in them. Yeah, market. yeah, uh, yeah. This is a thing produced by ComicBook.com, I guess. Uh, and the reason we're bringing it up is because Jason David Frank's in it, mm-hmm. and he's playing some kind of supervillain. He's not the main character, I guess, but like he's. I'm not even sure if he's a villain. Um, well, if he's not Ninjak, you can assume he is a part of the Valiant universe. Right, but is Ninjak mm, a true. good guy? <laughs> yeah, I guess that's the, the, that's the weird thing about these edgy anti-hero things, is if you're not Super familiar with the material, it's kind of hard to tell yeah. who the villain is. So, Ninjak is Colin King, the wealthy son of a master spy who is employed by the British government. 
King was raised in the Orient, uh-huh. but was an outcast, and that's Which, that, okay. That, I don't that, like reading this anymore. That, that's that's how we <laughs> yeah. Let's not go any further than that because he was raised in the Orient, which is definitely not a racist uh, term. Oofa yeah. doofa. Yeah. But in any case, he plays like Jason David Frank is playing some kind of person with like like crayon white skin <laughs> and red eyes, and apparently has like regeneration powers because there's like a shot of his his hand regrowing, I guess. But like it's it looks like a it it definitely looks like a web series. <laughs> I will say that uh, the, the special effects are better than than you would expect, I guess, a little bit, but still not great. Like it's just definitely check out the trailer just to find out what the fuck like you know fucking Tommy from Power Rangers is up to now. Because holy shit, y'all, I I might have to at least try to watch this. I oh, probably no, won't get Mike, far. No. But I, I'm curious is wow. the thing. I gotta <laughs> so, know. I have a super, the ultimate superhero, or excuse me, the ultimate encyclopedia of comic book icons and Hollywood heroes, the superhero book at my desk for obvious reasons. There is not <laughs> a page for Bloodspot. <laughs> this book is... Is that his character, Bloodspot? Blood He's playing Bloodspot. Gross. I, I got Bloodfly, Bloodshot, Bloodsport, Bloodstrike, Bloodwolf, Bloodshot, Bloodshot, Bloodshot... <laughs> <laughs> blood syndicate blood club blood, blood. Jason. <laughs> i don't have bloodshot in here and um i got blood fly bloodshot this thing is like 2000 pages long so i feel less bad having not heard of it or only vaguely ever heard, having heard of this now i think we did a morphine newsman all about like uh the announcement that that stuff was happening like ages and ages ago and then completely forgot about it but yeah, so there's a trailer now. So, Ninjak versus the Valiant Universe. Look, look it up, folks. Just because you got to see what we're talking yeah, about Valiant's here. It's the one that has bonkers. XO Mana War. Okay, that's yes. The only oh, thing I know. I've got this. a I've got a summary for Bloodshot. No, Bloodshot's a different guy. Uh, oh no, no, <laughs> I was wrong. His name is Bloodshot, not oh. Blood Spot. I thought it was Spot because it's got a red spot right yeah. in the middle of his chest. Um, which would have seemed, you know... Wait, so is he playing Bloodspot? Because I have a page for that. Uh, no, apparently it's Bloodshot. Dear God. That makes that way more is sense. A, that's a, that, is right, a, that makes more sense, because yeah. that's like 52. actually a phrase. Yeah. Reference my book. Oh, the Power Rangers. Huh. Yeah, no, that was my bad. I see a big spot on the chest, and I know it started with blood, so I assumed, oh, it's Bloodspot. So I was off by a letter. Dark gritty reboot of Cool Spot. (laughs) Maybe. Uh, So, so while Greg's digging that up, let's go ahead and get back into the summary here. Uh, We cut back to the gym and juice bar, and Kimberly is about to resume her training with uh, Coach Schmidt as we see Bulk and Skull leave from the magical scene we never got. And uh, just as she's about to get there and like okay okay we need to we, we gotta at least give a second to talk about what they were wearing under those robes right i'm so good go for it sorry i had to re- reload it because the scene lasts all of half a second um bulk is wearing er, sorry skull is wearing the shiniest bodysuit i have ever seen well not bodysuit but like a gymnastics type jumpsuit like it's a one-piece thing that's like a tank top with leggings leotard maybe uh yeah there's the word um and she's got a massive belt around it 
apparently for the sole purpose of holding, I don't even know, is that a, is that some sort of a shawl that he has draped over it? <laughs> well, maybe all Skull had was a, a wrestler costume and decided, yeah. well, this is close enough. This does look like an amateur wrestler costume, 100%. You know, it's a, it's like an actual wrestling costume, like for like the sport wrestling, not the entertainment wrestling. Well, I I mean, with the with the belt and the stuff hanging off it, and the bandana. And oh the yeah, chains yeah and... that's true. But yeah, it it it's it started as a wrestling the unitard and, or yeah, whatever. And, and bulk because he can't stop being bulk has a sleeveless vest over his. Right, it appeared. Yeah. I, okay, so is um. Any any luck with uh with Bloodshot there, Greg? Yeah, uh, Bloodshot is a former soldier with powers of regeneration and metamorphing made possible through nanites injected into his blood. Right, after having his yes, after having his memory wiped numerous times, Bloodshot is out right. to discover who is who he really is and get vengeance on those who did this to him. Right. Uh, b- oh, here's here's the interesting bit. Bloodshot's bloodstream contains a billion nano computers. Enabling him to heal from injuries quickly, interface with technology, and shape shift his mass. All right. Well. So yeah, nano nano machines, a lot of mind wiping, vengeance. I mean, that's the '90s right there. Yeah, yeah. nano machines, son. <laughs> yeah. um, but okay, so before Kimberly can rejoin uh, Coach Schmidt, yeah, she literally she gets- just got here. Yeah, she gets yet another call on her communicator. It's like, oh shit, the monsters are back and they're better than ever? Yeah, Question mark? Back. We're taking the shark cycles to fight them in the Question. park and we need you to join us. When did they yeah. get yep. shark cycles? Uh, I think it was like last episode. Okay, so that episode yeah, of TWA I was going to say, I thought it was. <laughs> I'm no. a few episodes behind. Uh, and then, yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. So Kimberly joins them and, like, yeah, we just get. We just get Power Rangers on the motorcycles driving so around. They the monsters are back and better than ever, so they decided to break out motorcycles to fight them. I don't understand the logic here. Uh, I'm not we following. Need to run people don't, over with a motorcycle. The yeah, that that's some questionable escalation. Motorcycles there. with sharks on the front of them. Like, why wouldn't you be riding these a hundred percent of the time? <laughs> why are they shark themed? They're ninjas. I'm really yeah. confused, guys. So here's the, shark- the thing: I I believe the shark cycles are a thing from the Sentai that they just have they never used until now. Yeah. Okay. But so why did they need Kimberly for this if they've already got the extra firepower? Did the shark cycles give right, them extra yeah, firepower? Right. Yeah. That was my question. Is like they're just riding, they're just circling Goldar, uh, Rito, and the other monsters like a fucking biker gang. I don't Yeah, I don't think anything really comes of this. Like like I don't no one really seems to like get straight up like hit by a motorcycle. Well, you couldn't show that it's on just a children's kind of, TV. I mean, which show? you can't really do. Yeah. Say what? You yeah, yeah they would not have been allowed to show? show that. That would have been like nixed by standards and practices so fast. Yeah. There is a really cool bit that I had honestly forgotten about where Rito like does a flip and like lands on Kimberly's motorcycle like is, rides as a passenger for her, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Get off my, my thing! What are you doing, you you jerk butt?" And then Tommy rides up and kicks him off. It was, it's, it's actually very, kind of funny it's very, to see, like Ride to Hell Retribution. 
Yeah, a little <laughs> bit. Um, and yeah, we just kind of see the Rangers like they whiz by a monster and then either kick them or the monster retreats before they can. Mm-hmm. Goldar explicitly like well, just like just nah. sort of does the. F- yeah, he just teleports away before Rocky gets to him. Yeah, Rocky's like, Rocky goes, man, he's so fast. fast. They knock he's him. really good at retreating. He does have a lot of practice. Yeah. yeah. Um, they, they knock the mole monster over, and his limbs are flailing like a fucking turtle on its back. And it's kind of, <laughs> it's kind of tragic. Yeah. Yeah. Like, th- that, that costume's just too hard to move in. It's basically a fat suit. Like, it can't, it can't roll over onto its front. I was gonna. I was gonna do the. I was gonna do the, uh, um, white comp test thing from Blade Runner, but I couldn't remember it well enough in the moment. So there's ah, okay. there's your make your own joke segment, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, play the uh, play the build your own joke uh, jingle, Eric. Uh, so we we I did just notice something about these shark cycles. For some reason, the the girls ones have these extra like. Bottlenose saw things on the yeah, front of them. Kinds of sharks. Yeah, I noticed that too. Yeah. Whether or not everybody has a different kind of shark, or the girls just get that kind of shark, and the boys get a different no, kind of shark. The girls just get that extra thing, and I think all the boys are just regular yeah. shark faces. I mean, that, that is a kind of shark. I don't remember anything about mm-hmm. it right now. But. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the sawnose is a reg- as much a regular shark as any shark. It's. I'm sad that nobody got a hammerhead shark cycle, but. It's it's yeah, weird that if that's, they would have just... done different sharks for each one, that would have been mm-hmm. rad. Give Tommy the whale shark cycle. Yeah, that would have been cool. It's just weird that it's divided by gender like that for yeah. some reason. But uh, so Kimberly, Kimberly passes out. Basically, she's just exhausted at this point. Well, she's still running on borrowed Ranger energy, right? Yeah, I think combined with the fact that she's been doing all them mm-hmm. gymnasticsing. Yeah. Yeah, she's both like naturally worn out and like super powery mm-hmm. worn out. Well, could that explain yep. why when they're morphed, they aren't nearly as effective against the Tengus? I mean, it could explain why, but I'm sure it isn't the Ooh. actual explanation for why. Oh, probably. Yeah, that we we could rationalize it that way, but I don't yeah. think the show's actually going to bother with that. Uh, so we cut back to the Jim and Juice bar, and Tommy is dropping Kimberly off, and she wants to make up for all the practice that she missed. And Tommy straight up says, like, hey, there's no one else here. Shouldn't someone be spotting you? And she says, oh, Coach Schmidt said that he'd meet me here when he was done with the, his other students? Pupils? Workouts. Workouts. Yeah. You know, something. Yeah, uh, it, it, the way he words it, he says when he's done with his workouts, which makes me think that whenever this guy isn't coaching gymnastics, he's pumping fucking iron. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe. I had but that so, same thought. <laughs> Kimberly Kimberly goes into the, the gym and juice bar, and she's like, hey, so where's Coach so, Schmidt? And Ernie said, he told me to tell you that uh, he's actually not going to make it tonight, but he'll see you tomorrow for more training. So, and the, I, sorry to interrupt, but, like, the, the scene where Tommy and Kimberly are talking or whatever, like, this is actually shot at night, which the show almost never does, and it gives this whole, like, scene a really sinister vibe, like, more so, I think, than they intended. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little bit. Like, with the shadows and everything, like, it very much feels like uh, like the scene in a monster movie right before the monster attacks someone. <laughs> I mean, kind of. Sort of. A little bit. That's what we're going to get, I guess. Uh, so, Kimberly, and, and this is kind of on Ernie a little bit. She's like, hey, can I just go ahead and practice anyway? Like, I'll, I'll lock up after you leave. Because uh, I guess... 
Ernie just trusts Kimberly to lock up the gym and I mean, juice that, bar. That makes sense. So sure, whatever. But mm. then Ernie just agrees to let her work out by herself in the middle of the night with his equipment, and that's some I mean, lawsuit that's waiting to happen. Uh, if if Angel Grove still had a legal system, and if it, and if that theoretical legal system wasn't already right. in Ernie's pocket, yeah. yeah, good point. But so she like Ernie leaves, uh, and I guess they leave one door unlocked, uh, and she goes to work out, and then we get. Cat as a cat initially, and then turning into herself, appearing just outside the gym and juice bar. And I'm not sure why she's here. I guess to try and help sabotage Kimberly? Question mark. I don't know, but she got teleported there, so she must have been there for a reason. Yeah. I like that she got teleported there in cat form, and then morphed into cat form. <laughs> well, it's it's easier to teleport when you're more compact. Is the thing? Sure. Yeah. I less think. molecules. I'm making a face. Yeah. So anyway, uh, so, this this is amazing because we get a flashback to when Rita actually you know kidnaps her and whatever. It's so great. So here's here's uh, this Australian girl on vacation in America, and she's chatting up a cute boy. And here's this evil space witch cackling in the background. And then we cut back and forth between like the flashbacks, uh, Kimberly exercising and getting more obviously tired. Like she actually. She actually falls off the balance beam at one point, but still manages to catch herself on her feet. Um, and then also cutting, and then cutting back to Cat reacting to the flashbacks. Yeah, so and we just yeah. So the second flashback is uh, the same scene, but we see Rita zap the cute boy she's talking to, who turns mm-hmm. into a Tenga. And Was ain't he always that always a tenga, the way, ladies? Or did he, can you turn people into Tengas? <laughs> oh, that was almost certainly a disguised Tenga the whole time. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's always the way you think you're chatting up a cute boy, and then boom, they're yeah, secretly the an evil bird monster from the moon. You think that Tenga regrets not being able to be a boy? <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, I I've always wondered because some of the putties when they had transformed to you, like they mm-hmm. had they could speak in English, and they seem to have like actual personalities and stuff. And then when they turn back into putties, they like don't appear to have any like personality. Or whatnot, and I kind of wonder if, like, yeah. they remember what it was like to be human. And I mean, how some they of feel them founded a restaurant. I was just and, about like, to ask that re- about that yeah, restaurant. And, and, and some of them, you know, clearly, like, re- like when they got to disguise as clowns, they really got into it. I think some of them just want to be performers. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why they do all their synchronized dancing and stuff. Right? Yeah, man. The, the I miss life that of dancing. A, the life of a mook is tragic. Yeah. Yeah. So. Mixed in with these uh, flashbacks of seeing how Cat actually originally got mind controlled, uh, and and I do love that like Cat's like I, so so Rita does this thing where like she she basically she zaps Cat uh, to to control her, and she's like I'm I'm here to take over the world in the name of all that is evil and nasty, which weirdly contrasts with the tone of the rest of what's happening because like again. All the shots with Kimberly like feel actually honestly seriously sinister, and then you mix it with Rita Repulsa being Saturday morning cartoon sinister, mm. and it's it's very jarring uh, in practice. But then we finally get uh, the final flashback to Cat, and it is from before the mind control, from back before everything, and it's her competing as a diver, and uh, we don't actually see it happen. Thankfully, we we just hear it kind of we see the start of it, and then hear the rest described off screen. But so apparently, Cat was competing as, as a diver 
I guess she had hopes and dreams to also compete in the in the Pan Global Games that Kimberly's working towards uh, to represent Australia, but she was going to do so as a diver. And she had an accident where I guess she dove and then hit her head on the board on the way down. That is an accident that yep. a- that has actually happened to divers. It's, it's real bad every more time. often than you would think. I'd imagine that's probably about the most the, the thing you worry about the most yeah. if you're doing that is getting is hitting your head mm-hmm. on the board because you're doing all kinds of like flips and shit. Oh uh, yeah, he's real not concerned about her actual safety. And the announcer in this flashback is an asshole. He's like, oh, there yeah, goes like, our hopes for the for somebody for the pan global game. Hasn't games. even yeah, waited to see it. There, 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 there goes okay. Australia's like, hopes at winning the gold medal. Right. Yeah, like she hit her head and hit the water. Maybe make sure she's alive well, wait first. Wait for the lifeguard yeah. to come back out. You know, anything? No. Yeah, and I guess memories of hurting herself real badly doing sports. Uh, is what breaks through to her actually being concerned about what's about to happen to Kimberly. Uh, and she, she's like, Kimberly, no, no. Although, here's the thing from from Cat's perspective, she has to know that Kimberly practicing without a spotter and while tired is dangerous. But like, she can't actually know that Kimberly's about to be hurt. No, like that's it's like it's a real bit like and listen, it's a TV show. Like coincidence is going to happen, but it is weird to think about like logically. Oh, cat's also a precon. Oh yeah, that's right. We have established that on uh, on on a certain yeah, podcast. Because well, cats know when people are going to die, so they also know when people are going to be injured. <laughs> yeah, it's just sure. they normally don't care. Right. Yeah. We, we have established that the cat family does have precognitive uh, powers on uh, a certain other podcast. So there you go. Ah. So we get cat trying to break into the gym and juice bar, trying to get Kimberly's attention. She tries the front door, but it's locked. But then she goes in through, like, the delivery door in the back. Which is not, which, because Ernie. Because Ernie, yeah. Mm. Well, maybe that's the one that Kimberly's going to leave by, so that's left unlocked for now? I don't know. Maybe. But uh, Kat, Kat gets into the building just in time to go, Kimberly, no! As she falls and hurts herself and is knocked unconscious. And that's the end of the episode. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. And then uh, we just see... There was a that. sweet Dutch angle right before Kimberly fell yeah. over, though. Yeah. Good old camera twist. So, I actually really love the uh, <laughs> the outtake that we get during the credits. Yeah. It's the it's the bit of Bulk and Skull where Bulk is explaining that he thinks uh, Coach Schmidt is the spy. And it's the bit that leads into the Bill Clinton impression, except uh, when Bulk and Skull are in the middle of this discussion and they sit down at a table without really looking... Paul Schreier kind of misses the chair and falls over. Yep. And what's great is that Jason Narvi does not break stride. He just nope. he just keeps going with the scene and still does a Bill Clinton impression as as Paul Schreier just collapses behind yes. him and it's kind of great. Yeah, it's pretty And good. yeah, and that's that's the episode. So thoughts anybody? I, I had a couple of moments, but overall it wasn't a good episode. No. No. I, no, like, it really wasn't. It, like I was saying earlier, they could have condensed it. It especially is not the send off Kimberly deserves. No, I mean we'll get we'll get some better stuff in parts two and three. Has am I the only one who's watched all three parts? Yeah, I've only gotten to part Probably. two. I literally only watch the show when I'm about to record a podcast for it. So any episode I wasn't on, I have not seen, and any episodes coming up, I have not seen. Well, all right. Well, uh, 
I, I think I seem to remember things getting a little better. It's honestly been a little while, but like, yeah, part one's kind of rough. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. like we said at the beginning of this episode of this podcast, this really did kind of have the feel from like a pacing and setup perspective of like a part two of part three. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. It really did, particularly because I didn't know anything that had happened previous to this. So it was like, here's a gymnast coach you've never met before that everybody seems to already know. Here's some monsters you've never met before that everybody's now, supposed to know Now, here's what's already. crazy is until very, very recently, that would be the case for anyone who has been keeping up. Because this show has never dealt with continuity outside of the multi-parters. Until but yeah, but then season three, they actually started caring about that. Yeah, it's weird. And it's yeah. I mean, just a couple of episodes ago, you guys were talking about how they literally brought back a device for portal making that we hadn't seen since season one. I think something yeah. like that. So yeah, I, 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 well, I think it was in early season two. Question mark. Yeah. It was. It was. It was like during the green candle shit. Oh yes. Yeah. Huh. Then the callback to Zed staff. Maybe Green Candle is still season one? Question mark. Ah, the back half of season one and all of season two kind of run yes, together. It was it was season one because Tommy at the end of season one didn't have his powers. Right, right, right. Okay. Um, yeah. So how about you, Chelsea? Uh, yeah, it was an episode. <laughs> 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 Accurate, correct. I, I never watched the show. I actually had mixed feelings about guesting because, like, well, then I would have to watch an episode of Power Rangers. <laughs> now, but it seemed to be okay. Fair, to you me. do not. You absolutely do not have to watch an episode of Power Rangers <laughs> to guest on this show. <laughs> I mean, it helps, but yeah, it's not strictly speaking necessary. We have had regular hosts not watch the episode. Yeah, that's the example my boyfriend sets. but uh yeah so yeah chelsea thank you for coming on and doing a more professional job at this than luke oh thank you (laughs) that's a low bar to clear but you've done a spectacular job (laughs) uh hey hey, listen uh and 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 no offense to chelsea here because i know she loves him but i will take every opportunity to throw luke under the bus so yeah (laughs) <laughs> really, the the pact here at Teenagers with Attitude is if you aren't on an episode to defend yourself, we have free reign to just rip and tear. Yeah, that's fair. Hey, that's a pretty good policy. I I wish we would have adopted that with ours because anytime somebody's not there, we just assume that they died. <laughs> How's that worked out? Uh, well, I'm on. I think I've come back to life like four times now. Dang. That's a lot of impressive. mid-season yeah. turnarounds. Are you sure you're not running the comic book podcast? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so folks, do I we want to get to questions? Sure. There are a lot of them. Uh, I just asked folks to send me questions about pink things. And <laughs> that <laughs> Boy, was that's a worrisomely open-ended question. I did, I did add the, the, the caveat of keep it reasonably clean. Because I knew that it was going to be the reaction. I was going to say that even this, even the episode title for this three-parter was. I literally have no idea what you people are. Yeah, talking there's. About. Yep. 
Oh, you precious baby. So, uh... First, well, let's get some from... Mike, mm-hmm. uh, before we get into the questions, where can people send us questions if they have them? I always found it weird that Zach reads that stuff at the beginning of the question segment instead of the end, personally. But sure. Uh, send a, send us questions at TeensWithTude on Twitter. The Facebook group is Teenagers with Attitude, and the Gmail is TeensWithTude at gmail.com. So, yes, yeah, so send us questions and stuff. Uh, so... Uh, from at Danny M. Lemos, who's your favorite Pink Ranger? Kimberly. I mean, I <laughs> have, yeah, I was going to say, yeah. I don't really remember I, the characters of In Space that well. I remember a couple of the characters of In Space very well and don't remember anything about the rest. So Kim's really I the only one I actually remember liking Cat a lot as a small human, but uh, I don't really remember <laughs> anything else about that. So for the moment, Kimberly, I guess. Yeah, I don't think anyone here has actually watched further ahead, so... Well, Kimberly, Kimberly for me, was my favorite. She was, like, my first crush, I guess you could say, of a television character when I was little. Um, As I got older, I liked um, Astronema in Lost Galaxy. I forgot that... Uh, I believe she's Corone at that point. Yes. Um, I forgot that she, she joined that cast at some point. I think that might have been after I stopped watching. Ironically, because that would have been a character I care very much about. Mm -hmm. No, I thought she did a pretty good job. And when she, like, in the future, she does make another appearance. And it's kind of cool because she, you know, seems rather heartfelt that she enjoyed being a ranger. So, All right. Um, Kind of a follow-up to that uh, from At Best Trans Girl. Uh, She asks... Who is your favorite Pink Ranger other than Kimberly? And says, if you haven't watched many different series, go ahead and Google Pink Ranger, look at some different designs, and tell us the stick yeah. who's your favorite. Oh, oh okay. As far as costume of this designs question. and stuff, I can do that. I like the Time Force design. I will say that a lot of the image results no, are not, just Kimberly. Well, yeah. no, the, the, so. the Ranger Wiki has us covered here because they have a list of just Pink Rangers. Oh, cool. Yeah, give me the link, because uh, I'm getting yeah, Halloween costumes. Yeah, hit us costumes. up with that. <laughs> oh, sorry. I don't <laughs> yeah, really need here. to dress up like I a will Ranger. post it. I will say, I really dig... Uh, it's not one that came over to Power Rangers, but yeah. I really dig the yeah, Pink Ranger outfit from Takuja. has some good shit. Yeah. I like the design from SPD. Oh, SPD's shit, pretty good. Actually, shit, actually, I've got... um. SPD is pretty good. I've uh, actually got kind of a cheat answer, but I've talked about it before on the show. Um, the uh, pterodactyl sentries in the current uh, Boom Comics plotline. Yeah, that's a pretty good look. It's yep. yeah, where it's got like the the cape oh, yeah, with no. like sharp. I'm seeing that. Co- that it is comes good. to like sharp points and the hood. Oh, it's really fucking yeah. rad. I like it a lot. Now, as far as costumes, I'm really digging the one from Mystic Force. Kind of for two reasons. One, I just kind of like the Mystic Force design in general because everyone's got, like, capes and wands and shit. But also, like, Mm, I kind of like that it's a lighter shade of pink. A different (laughs) shade of pink, you'd say? A different shade of pink, yes. Mm -hmm. But, like, most of of the Pink Ranger costumes are, like, they're, they're, like, hot pink. They're, like, very, very bright, very neon colored. Whereas, like, the Mystic... And I don't know if this is true for all the Mystic Force colors, but, like, Mystic Force, like... Pink's more of just a pastel. 
So kind of pink. Um, I also was kind of honing in on this one for a couple of other reasons. Um, one, the helmet like visor is in the shape of a butterfly. Two, it appears to have a bit of a cape to it. Yeah. And yeah. three, it kind of looks like a it's dress, a tunic. which like that's it's a good look. Yeah. yeah. Quick shout, quick shout out good. to this male Power Ranger, Daniel O. Daniel O. Halloran from the comics, I think. Oh yeah. oh yeah. Um yeah, the Pink Ranger cool. from the 1969 huh. Ranger team. Nice. It's a dude. Nice. Yeah. Uh I will say um in response to that last uh question, Zach actually chimed in on Twitter and said, "I won't be there, but Jen and Shelby are way up there." Yeah. So whoever Jen and Shelby are. Uh, Shelby appears to be from the um recent Dino uh, one. Yeah, from Dino Charge and uh Jen is from Time Force. Okay, I figured one of them I was the one from Time Force. Zach talks about Time Force a lot. It, but apparently the uh, Mystic Force pink like pink legend warrior mode looks pretty fucking rad, if I say so myself. Cool. <laughs> Looking forward to getting the Mystic Force in like 20 years. Um, Alright, <laughs> oh, so yeah, no, from great. at pop underscore arena Sorry, yeah, I was Cotton Candy searching. Say what? This is pretty sweet looking. Oh, Okay. Cotton candy, delightful summertime treat, or one of God's mistakes? It's just spun sugar. I'm delightful treat. neutral on cotton candy. I don't personally enjoy it, but I don't think it's, like, trash garbage. Yeah, I'm in that same position. I like Which cotton candy, it's fine. I really like yeah. that video of a raccoon being given cotton candy, trying to wash it, and it all disappearing oh, so in his hands, and looking adorable. around like, what the hell happened? <laughs> And it's so sad because it's like, it, well, what happened to it? So for anyone who's bothered by it, there is a happy ending where they, they have him go through it a few more times and he doesn't quite figure it out. And then finally they give him someone, he runs off with it and eats it and it, it ends happy. Aww. Uh, cool. Uh, from at Pidmon, what's the most bizarre result of a laundry mix-up you can imagine? You can imagine? I actually do have a story for this. Okay, awesome. Okay. Um, when I first met my wife and I was, and she went to go do laundry, one of the first times we were mixing laundry together, she does not separate colors from whites. So her pink bra got mixed in with my white, like one of my favorite, uh, jerseys at the time. And so sure enough, I wound up having a pink Jersey for a number of years. Thanks to, uh, her not separating the colors. Hmm. Dang. I don't separate colors either, but you just wash it off uh, cold, and it's not really an issue. So, mm. Mm. yeah, she didn't know so, about cold either. Yeah. Follow-up question: When will Tommy finally take up the mantle of the Pink Ranger? Um, I mean, if the sh- if the show keeps going, eventually he'll run out of other colors, right? Yeah, I, I, it'll yeah. probably take place sometime in uh, Power Rangers uh, Jurassic Force. Yeah. Yeah, or, some somewhere yeah. around there. Yeah, I'll get to another Dino Dino right, series in yeah. a few years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're like twenty seventh one. Yeah. Uh let's see. Uh from at Dory yeah, underscore like Mingu. <laughs> hey Jordan. Yeah. 
Do you think the Moon Crew's plans involved having Cat date Tommy, or was that just Cat doing her own thing? I think that was Cat yeah. just doing her own thing. I yeah. I, my un, my gut feeling for the whole Cat situation is the Moon Crew didn't actually have a plan for what to do with her. They're just like, okay, go down there and cause trouble, I guess. Because that's normally what they tell the monsters anyways. They rarely give the monsters specific yeah, marching orders. It's clearly not the Moon Crew's plan because at yeah. no point have we cut back up to Rita cackling and being like, aha, soon Tommy and Kimberly will break up and that'll somehow make us beat the Power Rangers. I mean, I'm sure I'm well, I mean, I'm sure Rita's all for Tommy breaking up with Kimberly because that will make right. Kimberly sad. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I can't, I can't imagine that was actually like the plan at any given point. Uh, from at Avengifier, what's a skill that you've always wanted to learn? I've wanted to learn how to play guitar. That's fair. <laughs> All right. I've uh, always wanted to learn how to play piano. We could make a band. Cam? Uh, I'd like to learn how to program. Joel? I like to fucking understand how makeup works. <laughs> no, that's fair. <laughs> Good luck with that one. I've kind of always wanted to learn how to juggle. Nice. To be honest. Be fun. Yeah. I've never, I never managed to, and I'd, I'd imagine if I tried, I'd get hurt. So. <laughs> well, I think you're supposed to start with like bean bags or something. <laughs> okay, but yeah, I, I don't think you're understanding the uh, degree to which Mike is concerned here. Mm, that's fair. Yeah, I don't think you understand my level of incompetence. Mm. Uh, all right, so from at Queen of Nothings, do you prefer pink lemonade or just regular lemonade? Yes, I yeah. I prefer yeah pink. I prefer pink. Yeah, I mean you got to get that pink so lemonade. Pink lemonade is better than regular lemonade. I will take raspberry lemonade over either of those anytime. Well, strawberry lemonade. Yes. Is Ooh, raspberry lemonade's pretty good. Raspberry lemonade. Oh, absolutely not! And <laughs> screw you and every other person out there who has caused it to overtake. Raspberry lemonade on the shelf. I don't really like raspberry to begin because with. Because what to take overtake raspberry? Strawberry lemonade. What? Strawberry lemonade is pretty good. Uh, you know what I really like to get is that um, that thing. I haven't been there in a long time, but when you go to Red Robin, you get like that lemonade with the strawberries. Oh, yeah. In it. yeah. yeah the, like the, the actual lemonade physical lemonade strawberries. That's it's real. Good. Oh, yeah, that's it's real it's fucking good, good. And they'll just keep bringing it to you mm-hmm. forever. You know what's actually surprisingly <laughs> yeah, good? Yeah. Limeade. Oh, limeade rules. Limeade's pretty yeah, good. I'm a fan Actually, of cherry yes. uh, lemonade, personally. You mentioned that, Cameron. I am literally drinking a glass of water with lime in it. Right Fantastic. Now. That's close. You know what? I, what's there's there's like I forget I forget the brand name, but there's like those glass bottles of lemonade that's like lemonade mixed with a bunch of different mm-hmm. fruits. And it's like I feel like just I feel like you could mix pretty much anything. In, almost um, any fruit goes fruit well with lemonade. With lemonade, well, and it works. I, I've drank lemonade mixed with iced tea, and it did not turn oh, out well. No, that's great. The I've, old uh, Arnold, yeah, Arnold Palmer. Yeah, I've yeah. never been a fan. I've never been a fan of the Arnold oh, Palmer. No. the golfer or the drink. I love the drink. <laughs> um, but uh, blueberry lemonade is a little weird. Yeah, I suppose you I say like that, it. but my favorite beer is blueberry beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's fair. Thank. But you know, yeah, I think lemonade's just a really good yeah, drink, just absolutely. in general. But like, um, but yeah, just in, in general, though, I would say like any kind of upgrade uh, is still mm-hmm. so not any kind crushable. of upgrade because the fucking carbonated lemonade they have like anywhere that's not the U.S. is fucking garbage. 
Oh god, carbonated lemonade sounds fucking atrocious. So you, actually, in, in like most other countries, if you order lemonade, you will get it. That's just what they assume lemonade is. That's weird. What? It sucks. Is that like when I order iced tea down no. here and they make me clarify that I want it sweetened or unsweetened? That's only parts of the country, and those parts yeah, are crazy. That's weird. Yeah. All right. Uh, from at Alistair uh, Nguyen. When? I think that's Nguyen. Um, so, what is your favorite shade of pink? Oh, boy. <laughs> Chartreuse? Is that a pink? Uh, no. Nope. Kirby, Kirby's feet. <laughs> I was going to go with Kirby's Kirby. Like, just the, the most yeah. of him. Yeah. His no, feet yeah. are a little darker, I, I, prefer, yeah. I prefer the darker. Yeah, I prefer the, I prefer the darker shade. I think I'm more yeah, of a Yeah, magentas magenta. are good. I like that I like I like yeah. that like sour bubblegum pink. Uh rose, I think. Okay. Specifically the heraldic yeah. one. Pink's <laughs> Alright. Um let's see. From at Paul C. Pace. Uh Kim and Kat are basically the Marianne and Ginger of the Pink Rangers, so do you prefer Marianne or Ginger? The girl next door or the movie star? I have not watched an entire episode of Gilligan's Island ever. Is that what that's I don't, a reference I don't know. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So, uh. I mean, I don't I don't really particularly think of either of them in a, ooh, I like this girl kind of way. But yeah, as far as, um, well, as far, but just as far as, like, both from a character and actress perspective of just which of these, like, people do, do I like more? Um, I know Amy a lot more about Amy Jo Johnson. I've seen a lot more of her. And honestly, she's kind of in a few ways kind of inspiring to me because like I grew up like seeing her on TV and like she was she's kind of an icon of our childhoods. Yeah. Well, I think this question is actually like that was just sort of a weird lead in. I think it's it's specifically asking us about the Gilligan's Island characters. Oh. I'm going to default to the girl next door because I assume that a movie star uh, actress is probably kind of an asshole. But I don't know anything about Gilligan's yeah. Island. So. Yeah. Like, like half the joke of that show was that like three of the characters were aristocrats. Yeah, that seems like it would and be really annoying. Like, oh, I say, Muffykins, this coconut is 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 chafing my buttocks or whatever the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Man, if that was the joke to Gilligan's Island, oh god. Um, but yeah, so, the, okay, so that's, that's it for questions from the Twitter. Uh, we got a few from the Facebook. Uh, Fletcher asks, would you rather fight 100 cat-sized cats or 100 cat-sized cats? Wait, wait what? <laughs> the, <laughs> the best the question. <laughs> yeah. Would you, would you fight 100, uh, human-sized cats or one, or 100 cat-sized oh, humans? Oh, definitely the latter, because, I mean, you have to deal with the claws with 100 cat-sized cat. Yeah, I wouldn't want to fight one I mean, human-sized cat. That's like a leopard or something. That'd fuck you up. Yeah. Yeah, like, honestly. <laughs> yeah. It's basically, basically the only thing keeping cats from being apex predators is the fact that they're, like, five ounces. Right, yeah, like, so. human human beings, honestly, aren't that If you get them fast enough dangerous before they can com- arrange any like, kind of tools or weaponry, you've human, got them yeah, beat. Yeah, human beings are mostly dangerous when they have equipment, so if they're tiny and you can just kind of kick them... <laughs> yeah. How old are these cat-sized humans? Because humans can be about cat-sized. <laughs> 
Right, that's true too. I'm, I'm assuming <laughs> adults scale down and not okay. just babies. Because I don't right, want to keep I would babies. Definitely yeah. fight scale down. Babies. No, I can no, no, I don't here's, fight here's the babies. Thing, <laughs> well, here's here's the thing: the giant cats have claws and stuff, but they're probably not going to strategize very much. But like, if you ever see like a Gulliver's Travel situation, like a hundred tiny people. What if the human-sized cats are declawed? Allow, thank you. They still have teeth. True. Yeah, yeah, and honestly, just the strength alone would be a yeah. problem. Yeah, the- I, I feel like I'm not getting out of either of these situations. Like, oh, I feel 100%, like I'm just a dead man. No, yeah, we're dead. Not, but I'd well, at least take a couple no of or cat-sized humans with me. If nothing else, I'd probably I, fall I, on I, one. I feel like the problem is you went with a hundred of them. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Here's the, here's the thing: it doesn't honestly matter what it is. It's a numbers game at that point. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I can successfully fight a hundred of anything. Ants. <laughs> Depends on the ants. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, probably. Yeah, if they're like fire well, ants or something, you're bone. Yeah. You won't. Yeah, I guess I you might won't win, win depending but you on can. what my equipment loadout looks like and how far away they are. I don't want to get rain. ambushed, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Um, ambushed, yeah. Ambushed, God. <laughs> so, uh, also from Fletcher. If Studio Ghibli made a Power Rangers film, what would the plot Incomprehensible be? Incomprehensible to um, me. Well, considering... Bark. Bark. Considering uh, Bark. Ghibli's typical Bark. output, it would be about how Bark. nature is out of balance, Bark. Bark. and then the Rangers would do some stuff for a while. Bark. And then at the end, people would Bark. go, "Gee, I'm sure glad nature's back in balance." That sounds right. Yeah. Wasn't that? Wasn't there a series season that was like that already? <laughs> yeah, I think that was Wild Forest. Yeah. Well, I suppose Rita would be like a witch of nature, as maybe? opposed to her regular kind of witch, or like a corrupted, corrupted. Well, like maybe like a corrupted Bark. witch right. of nature. That actually, if I think if uh, the Mystic Force fan theory stuff is accurate that's kind of what she yeah. is yeah yeah a little bit i mean let's face it if if you specifically have ghibli telling their version of mighty morphin like kimberly just becomes even more the main character than before yeah like she's just the focus and everyone else is, mm-hmm. it moves mm-hmm. to the background mm-hmm. which i'd be fine with mm-hmm. yeah that's honestly how it should be Uh, Would Kimberly actually decapitate somebody with her bow and arrow? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, there'd be a lot more gore, yes, that's for absolutely. sure. Yeah. 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 Because I remember Princess Mononoke oh, and the main character rad. from that decapitating yeah. somebody with a bow and arrow. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's yeah. yeah that's just, that shit rules. Yeah. Um, it really does. Princess Mononoke fucking watch owns. That. Like, it, just in general. That's, it, that's a really that good was, movie. That was the first Studio same. Ghibli movie I ever saw. Um, yeah, same. They probably used... They'd have a sweet scene where they use jetting for the first time. They'd be like clouds and shit. Yeah. It, it, it'd be weird for them to have to edit around all the all the Tanuki testicles, though. Yeah, yeah, that'd be awkward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so from Daniel. Uh, if these characters were in the modern day, what would be some of the favorite memes of the Moon oh, Crew boy. and the Rangers? I mean, just go watch Power Rangers 2017. Fucking... Well, I mean, like... Well, I, th- I think they're specifically wanting to ask about like the current current cast. <laughs> <sighs> I'm too out of touch to know anything about the memes. I mean, I'm I'm just gonna say, damn Daniel, because the guy who asked it. <laughs> God. Okay. Well, here, let me uh, let me ask this question in in a more palatable way. Of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, who is the biggest like memester? Squat. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Power Rangers. I, mean, I, was, really I, was hoping to, I was hoping to ask about the Rangers specifically, oh, but sure, uh, I'll take Squad. I would say Rocky. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, Rocky Rocky loves fucking like advice animals or something. Like Oh yeah. yeah. Rocky would love to show you about his doggos. Yeah. Um, God. Oh, and this is where Eric puts it in again, <laughs> doesn't he? I hope so. He hasn't done it in a while. This is my dog Buster. Uh, His doggo Buster. Yes. Yeah. He's a he's a good pupper. Oh, do, do you, out of do you 10. think? Hold up, hold up, hold up. If this would take you. If this were in the modern day, do you think Rocky would send a photo of Buster into dog race? Every hundred percent. Multiple pictures. Absolutely, a different Buster picture every day. Please rate my yep. dog Buster. Hey, I didn't see my last picture on posted yet here's a new one of my dog buster (laughs) day one this is my dog buster uh... day two please rate my dog buster (laughs) day three here's my dog buster doing something else i follow a few twitters that are like posting pictures of their pets because you know i I love rabbits and stuff so like i'd I'd imagine like rocky could probably get a pretty big following just posting pictures of his dog daily you know he'd probably just create his own twitter feed yeah rocky would create a twitter account at my dog buster 100 percent yeah. He would post in character as Buster. <laughs> yes. I'm gonna hold on. I'm gonna go make a Twitter for at my dog Buster real quick. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> um. Okay. So y'all ready for the last question? Yeah. No. Right, the way James. you asked it makes me think no. Well, I, honestly, we might not be because I don't have an answer for this. Uh-oh. Uh James asks, Fuck. "What if Pink was the Pink Someone Ranger?" Someone already has it. Oh boy! They have zero tweets. That would what a waste. Oh no! <laughs> I yeah, I, I'm afraid I can't really answer that either, Mike. I mean, that'd be probably cool. I don't really know much about Pink. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know nothing oh, about pop music. The rest of the Rangers would be other pop music musicians. I think maybe if Pink were the Pink Ranger, she would think that maybe Balkan Skull were misunderstood. Can we get Lady Gaga as oh, the Yellow man, Ranger? Oh man, what if She'd Pink right. was on the Bulk and Skull Ranger team? <laughs> That'd be interesting. Hold on, can we that'd get be, Kesha as the cool. Yellow Ranger? Yeah, alright. Uh, let's see. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Oh, look, I'm super out of touch on pop music, but I'm gonna try, damn it. <laughs> okay, I will tell you, just to, just to catch you up, some shit happened with and around Kesha. I heard <laughs> some, some rumors, Some shit yeah. went down. But, um... So yeah. you don't have to be super up to date because like Pink is right. Yeah, not that, super I actually know who Pink is and have heard some of her songs, so we're, we're good here. So like she mm. would have been on a team with like Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera. No, I'm afraid of Britney yeah. Spears. Why? She's Christina a nice mom. Aguilera. Britney Spears actually turned out to yeah. be like a cool yeah, mom. Britney... She's constantly she's constantly posting pictures of like Dragon Ball Z fan art or oh, something. No, I'm, I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure she was. <laughs> Super into Sailor Moon because I I I think I heard that too. Yeah, she had the hair. I mean, that's fair. Sailor Moon's great. She um, there, she po- she's, she she's one of those like there were there are a lot of like celebrities and pop stars we were supposed to hate as teenage boys who just turned out I to be like, we were really supposed cool. to do something else with Britney Spears. I don't know. Listen I just, I just remember music? there being like a thing with like a lot of pop stars yeah. and yeah, stuff. Maybe. Like like we were supposed to hate all the Backstreet Boys and like I think most of those guys turned out to be actually pretty rad dudes. Yeah, I do want I do want to point out that he made a joke that I I probably don't get, but I I want to share it. Uh, capital U plus sign capital U the letter R Zord. So there you go. 
I don't, I don't get it. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know pop either. music. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. I, I only listened to alternative growing up, and my musical taste ended in 2003 when I graduated I didn't high school. Start I'm listening sorry. To music until after high school. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that, that didn't help a whole lot. I know that you plus me equals us, but that's all I got. Um, oh, that's probably it. That's probably I what, I, what he's going for. What? No, you plus me equals Umi. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a song. <laughs> And that's gonna be that's gonna be it for us. So, uh, hey, Chelsea, uh, got you, can you want to plug? Follow me on Twitter at Netspecimus, and you can hear me on Let's Place most Thursdays. Uh, and also, you can listen to cool. uh, uh, the Home for Infinite Losers, which I edit. Yeah, yeah, and I'm on that sort of. Yeah. Sort of, aren't you? Kind uh, of, isn't shut. I'm in every episode. Yeah, it's just I'm not always. Is it introducing you to Dragon Ball the entire point? Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I'm physically there. I'm not always oh, entirely fair. there, though. Luke and Emily the do thing. a lot of the talking on that show. Yeah. I'm actually. I I barely understand what's going on I, half the time. I just remember the last time I was actually on the show is when the two of you decided to <laughs> make Hiffle. Yep. And boy, was that a that was a terrible decision. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's right. kind of the slogan right. for the you? network, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Enjoy our mistakes. Mm. Uh, Greg, how about you? Uh, you can listen to me on the little podcast known as War and Beast. Actually, at the time that folks will probably be listening to this, we'll be gearing up to actually record our very oh, last no. episode. So... They yeah. can't listen I mean, to they you still on War and like, Beast much. I mean, they can. Live. Like, it's, oh, wait, oh, we're the, not, the not, we're not destroying every copy of the no. podcast when it ends? No, it's going to stay oh, up. Oh, I thought, so I thought, can, we're, I thought we were in hardcore <laughs> mode. Never mind. <laughs> no, no. no. That's, that's not how that works. But yeah, congratulations. Y'all, y'all are you're going to finish covering an entire show. Yeah. Technically, two of you're them. You're completing yeah. like a Beast project, Machines is a which weird is other unheard thing. of among <laughs> this group. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, it's... Uh, yeah, getting to the end, not just because you gave up, but because like you actually finished a thing is, yeah. is fucking astounding. It's a little weird, to be honest. You know, at, at this time of this recording, we're gearing up for the last three-parter, and it's sort of dawning on us very slowly... So it's a little weird. Yeah. Well, I mean, hey, congrats. Thank you. Um, and Cam, got anything you want to plug? Uh, yeah, everybody should go listen to Transmission Radio because it's really good and it made my wife start listening to podcasts. Nice. 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 I mean, I guess you could also listen to me on All Along the Watchtower, also on Audio Entropy, but it's way less good. So, you know. All right. And Joel? No, I got nothing to plug. I got I got nothing else going on. Really? Not even Not even uh the Moncast? I I mean you can you can listen to what's there. We haven't released anything in like six months. Yeah. Is that more no. or lo- less time than it's been since we've released an all along the watchtower? You know, I'm honestly not sure. <laughs> we've got some projects <laughs> that have been on hiatus for a bit. We're I swear we're coming back. Yeah, we keep saying that too. <laughs> maybe we should. Here, maybe we should 
watch an episode of Digimon and you guys can watch Batman <laughs> for a minute. We'll see if that gets things going. Uh, you'll need to get all on the Watchtower going again because I still want a guest on an episode about the Clock King. Yeah, bad. I know. And we got to get Zach yeah, on about you... Mr. Mixel Plixel, even though it's been like a million years since that's come up on this podcast. I referenced it quite recently, I feel. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Mike Loves Rabbit. Uh, you can also hear me on the Home for Infinite Losers, as mentioned earlier. Uh, if you want to hear more shows by us and by our friends, and some of them actually do update sometimes, uh, go to audioentropy.com. Uh, you can also hit that donate button, uh, help pay for our web hosting, um, and just, yeah, just hit us up on audioentropy.com. Uh, follow us on Twitter at audioentropy. Uh, we have a Facebook group, Audio Entry P, as well. And just, yeah, just uh, get in touch with us. Spread the word about the shows. Honestly, just spreading the word helps us out more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, I think that's going to do it for us. Any final thoughts from anybody? I like pie. <laughs> <laughs> pie is pretty good. The food or the number? The food, fuck, fuck math. <laughs> God, just out of nowhere saying I like pie, that's a really strong bit of, like, retro, quote-unquote, randomness from, like, the early 2000s. Yeah, that's that's an ASDF video. Yeah, you hit me with that, I was just like, oh, fuck. It's like, it was like I was in high school, it was like like a fucking PTSD flashback. Uh, Pink Rangers forever. (laughs) Pink Rangers forever. Uh, so, for Teenagers with Attitude, I've been Mike. I've been the me, and you plus me equals us. I've been Greg. I've been Cameron. And I've been Chelsea. And may the power protect you until you become a gymnast. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> hmm. Dear. All right, class. The assignment was to bring in a childhood photograph and to share with us your most memorable experience at that age. Who'd like to begin? This is my dog.